once I hit that, then I hit, I let everybody in. And once everybody joins, then I said, Chair Feller, I hand it over to you and the board takes over. Okay, Chair Feller, all the public is in. Um, I hand it over to you. Great, thank you so much, Maria, and for all your support uh, for tonight. Uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to our regular planning commission hearing for Wednesday, July 20th. I would like to call this meeting to order and I'd like uh, Interim Director Dan Hortert to please uh, call roll and orientate the public uh, to our proceedings virtually this evening. Thank you. Good evening, Chair Feller and Planning Commissioners. This meeting is being held pursuant to Government Code Section 54953, subsection E, and in light of the declared state of emergency, the regular meeting of the Planning Commission on July 20th, 2022, will be conducted telephonically through Zoom and broadcast live on the city's website. Excellent, thank you. Can you please call the roll? Uh, Commissioner Saad. Here. Commissioner Graff. Here. Commissioner Luxembourg. Here. Vice Chair Junius. Present. Chair Feller. Here. We have a quorum. Great, thank you very much. Moving on to item number two. Uh, do I have a motion or comment to approve the agenda as published? So moved. Oh. Okay, I think that was motion by Commissioner Saad and second by Commissioner Graff. Director yeah. um, Hunter, can you take roll call? Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Luxembourg? Yes. Vice Chair Genius? Yes. Chair Feller? Yes. Motion carries. Great, thank you very much. Uh, moving on to item three, this is the time to take public comment on any items not on the agenda this evening. Uh, Director Horter, can you please advise the public how they can raise their hand in the Zoom application or by cell phone? Yes, thank you, Chair. This is the time for the Planning Commission to hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda. Except in very limited situations, state law precludes the Planning Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Planning Commission may refer matters not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject to be agendized and at a future meeting. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when the time is elapsed. Great, thank you very much. Um, so at this time, I'm just looking for raised hands in the audience. I will call upon you in the order I see you on my screen. Uh, don't be alarmed, it might be different than the order on your screen, but I will get to everybody with a raised hand. I am not seeing any raised hands, so I'm gonna go ahead and close public comment. And I'll move on to uh, item number four, which is the approval of the Planning Commission meeting minutes. We have two items in front of us this evening. We have June 29th as 4A and July 6th as 4B. I will take those separately. Um, let's start with 4A, June 29th. Are there any comments on those meeting minutes or, or requested edits? Uh, just by a show of hands, uh, I will ask if anyone has comment. Seeing no hand, I'll take a motion to approve the minutes as published. Make the motion. Thank you. Second. Thank you, Vice Chair. Uh, Dan, can you take roll call? Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. 
Commissioner Luxembourg? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Feller? Yes. Motion carried. Great. Let's move on to 4B, which is the July 6th meeting minutes. Again, uh, by show of hands, any comments on those meeting minutes? If, uh, yes, Commissioner Luxembourg. Uh, and I have a series of comments on page one. Uh, line 45, we indicate that the meaning, the uh, minutes were approved as amended, but the amendments are not shown there. Uh, and um, the, uh, I looked for those minutes online to see if the, the, the changes were made. Those minutes are not online. I then looked for the resolution that uh, Interim Director Holbert said he would correct along with the minutes. and. The, uh, I note the following, that the, the, the resolution is incorrect in a number of instances. So I want to add the following statement in line 43, which is uh, as follows. Uh, Commissioner Luxembourg described several conditions for the El Portel project that were recorded incorrectly. Interim Director Hortard indicated that he would make sure that those conditions in the resolution were corrected prior to being posted and then the meeting minutes were amended to reflect those changes. So I wanna add that language. Uh, I wanna note that I went to the resolution number 22, uh, 2022-13, which was the reference in those meeting notes and condition 23 is, uh, is wrong. It says that we wanted to take out the tables closest to Bridgeway that was just incorrect and it is not uh, not what we approved at the time. So that needs to be corrected. Uh, condition 29 still doesn't have the additional wording that says that the number of laboratory facilities has to be sufficient for both the indoor and outdoor seats. So that is still incorrect. And I think there may be others that are not correct. So I want to first add that, those notes and I want assurances that the, we're going to not only fix the minutes, but fix, um, fix the resolution. In addition to those comments on page three, line 17 and 18, it's hard, the, the line numbers don't line up exactly. So it's hard to know which ones, whether it's 17 or 18. Um, but I made a reference to that SB9 went through a first reading and a second reading. I did not say that um, the parklets have had a first reading, uh, a first reading and a second reading. That's just incorrect. And so I suggest just taking that line out because it's just wrong. Uh, on page three, line 20, to the discussion about, uh, it, it, there was a discussion about a fee, not a sewer feed. So it was a fee, it was a dollar amount that we were talking about, not uh, some sort of piping. So the word feed should be changed to fee uh, on, on line, page three, line 20. Uh, I'm also gonna recommend that until we get a resolution that we have had the El Portel uh, um, approval of resolution corrected properly, that we not approve these minutes till the next meeting. And we see both the revised minutes from the meeting, the last meeting, as well as these revised minutes as well as the resolution at the next meeting before we approve the minutes. So that, that'll be my recommendation, but I'm interested in what others may want to do. So uh, those are the comments I have at 
this time. I'm sure others may have other comments. Thank you, Commissioner Luxembourg, and always appreciate your attention to detail on that. Commissioner Saad? I, I just accidentally scrolled, um, so I've lost my page number, but it, as in the condition of approvals as well, um, there's a mistake on the um, timing that we decided on for the outdoor dining, and I will find it, um, but it said that we had approved for 11 p.m. for outside dining, but we had agreed upon 10.30, um, so I'll look for that, um, uh, Dan, but uh, just a note, it was one of the final conditions of approval. So it was indoor dining till midnight, um, outdoor dining to stop at 10.30 p.m., not 11 as, as listed. Thank you, Commissioner Saad. Commissioner Graff, do you have any further comments on these meeting notes for an item 4B? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, Vice Chair Junius? No comments, but I do support Commissioner Luxembourg's desire to push this out. Yes. Um, I agree. I would like to make a motion to um, defer this to our next hearing in September. And I would like to request our uh, city attorney, Sergio Rudin, assigned to the planning commission uh, to please review these re resolutions. We had directed our attorney to, to do so before they are finalized and published. And um, I would like to um, nominate if i can commissioner luxembourg to work with you to help identify the areas that he has um, uh, listed this evening on pages one pages and a couple on page three um, to make sure that we get this right uh, and then director hortert if you could um, defer to sergio and commissioner luxembourg and work with them to come back with a revision uh, that is correct including the meeting minutes from july 6th at our September 7th uh, hearing, which is our next hearing since we're on August recess, um, I would like to um, take a roll call to um, defer these with those conditions. Anybody? Uh, Chair Feller, I would like to second that motion. I would like to also note that uh, I would like to get the resolution fixed before our meeting in September because that project's under construction and these. Uh, these conditions have to be on any revised building plans they submit. So uh, if we could get the resolution fixed, uh, should the resolution should not wait until the meeting. I uh, just want to make that note in the motion, if you, if you would allow. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Sergio, if you are there and, and listening, um, if you could come up on camera and just confirm that you're available to help correct uh, these resolutions per the commission's direction at our hearing, yes. that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Great. We appreciate that, thank you. Um, okay, so we have a motion, we have a second. Uh, any other comment? If not, uh, Director Hortert, can you, oh yes, Commissioner Saad. I just found, I, it's um, condition 30 online, uh, excuse me, on page 24, that, that's the hours of operation, just to call that out. Okay. Okay, that's all. Thank you. So if Director Hortert, Sergio, if you can make note of that, page 24, line 30, uh, regarding the hours of operation, let's get that fixed. Um, thank you, Commissioner Saad. Um, Dan, can you take roll call, please? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Luxembourg? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Feller? Yes. Motion carried. Great, thank you. Moving on to item number five, communications. 
Uh, this is a time really for one-way uh, communications. We will take public comment at the end of communications for those of you in the audience listening, either here on Zoom or at home. Um, Director Hordrick, can I start with you with uh, city staff, uh, any, any report outs that you'd like to make? Um, we just recently uh, brought on a housing policy planner, Luke uh, Leonard Bush, uh, to help with the HEAC. Um, and uh, we are starting a new code enforcement officer next week, Eric Stevens. Uh, he will begin on Tuesday, uh, part-time, couple days a week to start, maybe three ultimately. Outstanding, we look forward to, to meeting him. I've had the pleasure of meeting Luke. He's a wonderful addition. And I know we'll all look forward to working with him. Uh, any other items to report out? And we had requested some information at our last hearing. I'm not sure if you're prepared to report out on those. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not at this time. Okay. All right, Sergio um, uh, at, from the city attorney's office, is there anything to report out on at this time? No, nothing from the city attorney's office. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's move on to report out from subcommittees. And um, I'd like to start actually with a report out on the housing element advisory committee. And we are uh, fortunate enough to have our consultant Beth Thompson here with us this evening from DeNovo, who has been working with us tirelessly uh, for quite some time. Our, our initial meeting was in October of last year. And the purpose of asking Beth just to come this evening to provide um, a more in-depth uh, summary of where we are and specifically where we need to go and what the planning commission as different than the two commissioners, including myself and, and Commissioner Saad have been working on with the HEAC on the committee. Uh, but but uh, Beth can help uh, orientate us to sort of our the future requirements and, and what we're looking for. Um, so if I can, if Maria, if you have co-hosted Beth, then she can also share her screen and just report out to the commission on, on where we are, where, where we need to go and how we need to engage. Beth, over to you. Uh, good evening, Chair Fowler and members of the commission. It's great to be at my first planning commission meeting with the city and I'm excited to give you an update on the housing element and I will try to keep it brief. Housing elements are pretty meaty documents. So there's a and lot to chair. talk about. Yes. Before we actually dive in on this, this isn't on, on our agenda. So, exactly. well, so with respect to report out from subcommittees, this is, you know, really intended, this, this works under the exception of the Brown Act for brief reports on the activities of commissioners themselves. So the way that this is listed on our agenda, it is really intended to be a brief report on, by, by the commissioners on their own activities and, you know, the the activities that they are undertaking under their own subcommittees. So, you know, to the extent that we're going to have a, you know, our consultant make an in-depth presentation on the housing element, have a policy discussion on, you know, where we need to go from here, that is something we actually really do need to agendize in order to properly move forward under the Brown Act. Okay, well, th thank you, Sergio, for, for interrupting. Is it is it okay for Beth just to let the commission know when she needs us to be engaging with her uh, in the future, or is that still not acceptable? Yeah, let's, I mean, let's let's keep this very, very brief. You know, if we, the Brown Act does allow us for, for us to have unagendized brief comments from staff, unagendized brief comments from commissioners, brief reports on their own activities. So as long as we can keep this very brief, I think that will be fine. 
Yeah, appreciate you defining the guardrails and Beth, if you can play within there and just let this commission know what's coming down the pike and, and when they need, you know, you need us on deck as a commission to, to input. Absolutely, and as the commission knows, since you and uh, Commissioner Saad have been reporting back, the PIAC has been working toward getting a draft housing element um, available for the community to review. And so I'll just quickly highlight what will be included in the draft housing element so you're aware of what the HEAC is working on and will be looking at. It will include a housing plan. That's the meat of the housing element. It identifies the goals, policies, and programs the city is committing to. So when the HEAC is reviewing this document as well as the Planning Commission, we're really wanting you to pay close attention to the housing plan because that's really the commitment component of the housing element. It will also include socioeconomic and demographic information addressing the city's housing needs, an overview of the city's regulatory requirements that may constrain housing production as well as, well as non-governmental constraints. It will include the inventory of sites and resources for housing, and I'll get to that in a couple of slides. It includes an analysis of the city's efforts to further fair housing as well as conditions in the city that may be constraining fair housing um, opportunities. And it also addresses the previous housing element. And we'll also be asking the commissioners to look closely at the implementation of the previous housing element since a lot of the housing element implementation are items that come up with the commission. So where we've been so far, we, a lot has been done. Um, last fall, we started a series of focus group meetings. There have been plentiful opportunities for the community and stakeholders to engage. So we've held four focus group sessions with a variety of stakeholders. We've had several surveys to get input. And these are, all of this information is reflected in the draft housing element. Um, a town hall was held as well as the initial HEAC meetings to identify the vision for the housing element and begin establishing vision um, existing conditions. Winter through summer 2022, we began identifying the opportunity sites. These are areas where densities may be increased and may be rezoned to accommodate the city's housing requirements, which I'll also discuss in a few more slides. And the HEAC has reviewed these in depth at many, many five hour meetings. So meetings four through seven of the HEAC went through those sites in great detail. So when those sites are coming forward to the planning commission, the HEAC has looked at those in detail. The public has commented on them. And I'm anticipating we'll still receive a lot of comments from the public. We also worked to identify um, property owner and development interest, held a second town hall to present the initial draft sites to the community and get feedback and also went to the city council with the HEAC recommendation to get the, um, some direction from the city council on the final list of sites to be included in the draft housing element. So we are currently have the HEAC review draft housing element available. So this is available for the planning commission to begin taking a look at. It's available for the community to begin taking a look at and the HEAC will begin discussing it at its next meeting. And so we anticipate getting HEAC review as well as a lot of public review and comment on this initial draft. And this is a preliminary draft. Following the review of this draft, and I have a, a slide, a few, few more slides in, we'll go through a process to refine that for public review, then state review, and then to bring it to the Planning Commission and City Council for adoption hearings. So the city is in the process of uploading the draft housing element materials to the website. That'll be on the HEAC's July 25th agenda. It will be posted in the HEAC virtual binder, and we anticipate that it will also be advertised in Friday's current newsletter. Now, this isn't the formal public review draft. That will be available for a 30-day public review period. This is a preliminary draft for HEAC review and input prior to 
publication of the public review draft housing element. The community, however, is still invited to comment on the, this preliminary draft so that we can get it right and really reflect what, what the community's needs are. Um, as you're probably all well aware, the city has received a, a large increase, you know, hundreds of percent more increase in its RENA than any of your previous cycles. So you have 724 units we're working to accommodate. And when we bring this to the Planning Commission, we'll go through the site suitability criteria and how those sites were identified. An important thing to keep in mind when we're looking at the very low and low income sites, those sites need to be typically at least a half acre in size. And Sausalito has very few sites that are large enough to accommodate that very low income arena. And so when we're looking at the sites, we also look at the densities that are needed to accommodate those lower income units and looking at the city's current um, lower income housing, we've identified that your current lower income housing is typically at 40 to 71 units per acre. So where we're identifying sites to accommodate the city's future lower income needs, we're looking at sites with, that will be rezoned to accommodate about 49 to 70 units per acre to accommodate your regional housing need allocation. I apologize, the RENA is the regional housing need allocation or the, the number of units the city's been allocated from the association and Bay Area governments through the HCD review process to, to accommodate during this sixth cycle. And in accommodating those units, there's, there are a number of paths forward to accommodating, accommodating those units. So the city has sites that have existing capacity under your current zoning. So those will accommodate about 118 units. We've, we've identified sites that will accommodate about 613 additional units through the opportunity site process. You currently have approved and permitted projects that accommodate about 25 units. And then looking at the accessory dwelling unit law and at the law for Senate Bill 9 units, we're anticipating about 64 ADUs will be accommodated during the sixth cycle and 52 about SB9 units will be accommodated. So that gets you to a total of 872 units. So there's definitely some wiggle room. So when this comes to the plant, back to the HEAC and to the Planning Commission, there's definitely some opportunities to refine the sites. So there is some excess capacity, about 148 units. You'll notice there is not excess capacity for the above moderate income category. And that's because we can carry over the excess in the lower income, the very low, low and moderate income toward that above moderate. So that's the only, only income bracket where you can kind of carry forward some of your capacity. And I won't go through the map in detail. The, as I said, the HEAC draft housing element will be available for review. It has all of the sites identified in detail. There's an inventory of sites, which is a uh, intensive spreadsheet with a lot of data about each site and there's several maps that show the sites and classify the sites. So coming coming forward to where, where you're really interested in, where we are in the process, we're anticipating the HEAC will review the draft housing element at two meetings, so July 25th and then a second meeting in early August. Following the HEAC comments, we'll revise the housing element and that will go out for a 30-day public review period. So we're going to get a lot of comments from the community on that draft. Once we have those comments, we will address those comments and create a HCD housing element review draft. So that draft will go to the state for 90 days. During that time period, we'll check in with the planning commission. You'll see what has gone to the state for review. The state has been commenting in detail on almost every single housing element that's come their way in the last year or so. So we expect to get a lot of comments from the state 
And as we address those comments, we'll come back to the Planning Commission to get your input on the revisions that are being made to address the comments, as well as revisions being made to address public comments, because we anticipate receiving a chunk of public comments during that time as well. Following the refinements to the housing element to address the state's comments, it will then come to the planning, we'll, we'll create an adoption draft housing element. It will show all the revisions and track changes. And that will come to the Planning Commission early next year for a recommendation to the City Council. And then we'll go to the City Council. So you'll see it a couple of times. It will be a large document, a lot of data, and we are pretty fast paced. There's a deadline to adopt the housing element at the end of January. There's a kind of a grace period, about 120 days, where you, if you adopt it within that period after the, the January deadline, you aren't penalized following that period, you then get penalized with a shorter time frame to rezone your site. So Great. with that, um, I that's that's the presentation. Thank, thank you so much, Beth. Um, that, that certainly helps Commissioner Saad and I, who are uh, the Planning Commission's liaisons to uh, the Housing Element Advisory Committee, or HEAC as we call it. Um, we, as you mentioned, uh, we do have our next uh, HEAC meeting on Monday, uh, the 25th, so this coming Monday at 6 p.m. It's a virtual meeting. Um, I encourage everybody to please um, look for uh, the, the draft housing uh, report um, to review. Uh, prior to that, we will be taking co public comment on that Monday and certainly the August date that you've mentioned as well. Um, commissioners, I would recommend, it's a great way to sort of get up to speed on, on HEAC. Um, Commissioner Saad, anything to add on, on that report? I don't think I can outdo Beth, so I will <laughs> I will defer to her, but yes, just to, just to the public to continue to come and, and join us on Monday in all of our future meetings. Thank you. Great, thank you very much. Thank you, Beth. Welcome. Um, let's move on to the next item, which is the Objective Design and Development Standards Subcommittee. Um, Chair Fowler, before we move on, can I just uh, request that um, uh, the consultant send the Planning Commission a one-way communication when the public draft goes out with the actual draft so that we don't have to go fishing for it? Yes, we can organize that through Director Hortert for sure. Um, and I believe, I believe that document's live, so that um, just today. So absolutely. No, I'm, I'm looking for the one that goes out to the public, not this yeah. one, the next one. Okay. Um, okay, let's move on to Objective Design Development Standards Subcommittee, or ODDS as we call it. Um, Vice Chair Junius, um, if you want to update on that, some of this does sort of uh, teeter on the edge of HEAC as well, so let's keep, keep rolling on that. Yep, thank you, Chair Feller. Um, so our little subcommittee uh, met on the 16th of July. Um, Bob Brown <clears throat> gave um, an update as to where we were with the consultant. Things are, are I think, going to take longer than we thought. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the interaction with the, with the housing element as well. Um, it was a very robust discussion. We're still dealing with a variety of issues regarding views and parking, um, bulk, and trying to make sure that the objective, uh, objective program um, you know, matches up with the housing element. And then I frankly turn it back over to you, Chair Feller, since there was a subsequent meeting that I was able, unable to attend uh, regarding some of the, um, the, the studies that are underway. Um, so you can 
certainly update the community on that. Okay, great. Um, as part of the objective design standards, there is some overlap actually with what the housing element uh, is needing and requiring as well to help communicate to the public the impact of densities in, in certain parts of town. So for the objective uh, design standards, we've identified six different sites uh, here in um, Sausalito that have varying different elements and considerations, different parts of town and so on. And Opticos is gonna help us develop three-dimensional massing studies so the public can understand and study those and understand the impact of density and the impact of 724 units um, throughout Sausalito. Um, we've identified some of the more uh, difficult sites uh, to help sort of the conversation and consideration around that. Uh, and we're looking um, for Opticos to start that even as early as next week. And I think that's gonna be a very, very uh, helpful and robust tool to help the conversation and to help really understand the three-dimensional impacts of, of the, these housing requirements. So that's, um, that's that. Um, Vice Chair Junius, do you wanna update us on the, the legislative committee? Sure, thank you, Chair Fellow. There's not a lot to um, update from the last uh, report on AB 2011. Um, AB 2011 is still, uh, it's pending before the Appropriations Committee. That really is, I think, the largest piece of new legislation out of Sacramento that will be affecting every city in California uh, if it passes um, related to expanding the, um, the reach of the, how, the, these pro-housing laws and uh, into, into non-residential districts. Uh, districts where office and retail and parking are permitted. So we're continuing to track that. Uh, and um, in September, I'm sure there'll be some more to report. Okay. Um, Commissioner Luxembourg, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, not on the, not on the legislative working group. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, then let's move on to parklets. Um, Commissioner Luxembourg, would you like to update everybody on our parklet program? Uh, nothing's changed since the last meeting. We need to have another meeting of the working group to uh, address some of the items that came out with the chamber and then uh, we can uh, develop an implementation program with uh, the working group and with uh, Sergio Rudin. Okay. Very good. Um, let's see, with that, there are um, a couple initiatives that I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we can get some report outs on in terms of status. The first is a working group that was identified for 110 4th Street. Commissioner Sod and Commissioner Graff, do you have an update for us uh, at this time? Um, Chair Feller, actually, I'd like to ask, um, I, did, I did ask for some clarification and instructions from our um, Community Development Director. Dan, do you have, an, um, were you able to be in touch with them? I, I have not, but I offered to reach out to them so to, to follow through with their conditions. So I have not been able to, to get a hold of them yet. Okay. I'm, I'm either one of the ones that you're a working group on. Thank you. Um, thank you, um, Dan. I think uh, we'll, we'll wait for the connection to be made and then um, Commissioner uh, Graff and I have connected, so we're ready to go as soon as the applicant is for um, either or both projects. Madam Chair, as soon as I get a hold of them, I'll connect them via email. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. Um, how about 12 uh, El Portal? Um, again, Commissioner Sod and Commissioner Graff. 
same okay. same pattern. So we'll wait for um, a connection from um, Community Development Director Horchick. Okay, very good. Um, then I, I was remiss uh, in assigning a working group at our last hearing for 52 Varda Landing. Um, although on the record we did commit to doing that, I just was remiss in actually assigning that. And uh, just to refresh everyone's memory, that was a working group uh, to work with the applicant on the, um, the, the color and the finish of the exterior siding of, of that structure. Um, so if I could um, ask Commissioner Sod and Commissioner Graff if they would be willing to uh, sit on that working group again, you, you both work so well, if you're willing to do so. Be happy to. Great, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you both. Well, Director Hortert, let's um, identify that Commissioner Saad, Commissioner Graff uh, will be the working group for 52 Varda Landing and let's connect them with, with the applicant. Will do. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and then uh, if, if you recall, we, we did uh, receive a presentation by uh, Director McGowan of Department of Public Works regarding the landside uh, ferry uh, terminal landing. Um, since, since our meeting with him, he has reached out and requested a planning commission working group uh, to work with him and his consultant team uh, to finalize what needs to be done um, uh, there at the, at the ferry landslide um, area. Um, so uh, I'm going to assign a working group and I'd like to ask Vice Chair uh, Junius if he is willing to sit on that working group with me. Absolutely happy to help. Terrific. Thank you. Uh, so Director Hortert, let's, let's uh, issue a communication to Director McGowan confirming the, the working group assignment. Okay. Yes. Okay. And the last item that we have here under communications before we take public comment is standard conditions of approval for resolutions. This is something that this commission has been talking about quite a bit and really has been spearheaded um, by Commissioner Luxembourg. Um, and I'm, I would like to uh, focus on this and perhaps assign a working group to, to work with CDD uh, to standardize those, those conditions of approval and resolutions. Um, Commissioner Luxembourg, would you be willing to to lead that working group? Uh, I'd be happy to. Okay. And would anybody else like to volunteer to work with Commissioner Luxembourg? Thank you, Vice Chair Junius. Happy to help. Great. Great. So, Director Hortert, if we could make note of that as well. Okay. Um, are there any other items for one-way communication just by a show of hands before I open this up for public comment? Okay, seeing none. Let's go ahead and open this up for public comment. Um, to do so, you can uh, raise your hand in the application or you can press star nine on your cell phone. Again, th this is public comments on item five communications. I will call upon you in the order I see you on my screen. It might be different than your screen, but but do not worry, I will get to everybody. Um, first, uh, first public speaker I see is Michael Rex. Welcome this evening. You have three minutes for public comment. If the Zoom team can unmute Mr. Rex. Mr. Rex, you're still muted. You know, how's that? Yeah. yeah. Hi, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, I wanted to briefly touch upon um, 
the city's effort to adopt objective and measurable design standards, okay? Um, we've, um, uh, my firm has been asked, uh, has been engaged by uh, several property owners who are terribly concerned about this. Uh, one up on Spencer, uh, where a house is about, about to be built uh, with no public notice, uh, prior notice, no story polls, no landscape plan, um, uh, completely shocking uh, to them. In fact, uh, the wife was in tears all day, um, a couple of days ago. Um, so I've looked into it, uh, come up to speed. Of course, I started with uh, Senate Bill 9. Uh, I reviewed uh, this council's more recent interim uh, previous and then uh, interim uh, ordinance. Uh, and um, uh, we see lots of areas that need attention. Uh, there are quite, while the state's very restrictive with no hearings and ministerial approval, that sort of thing, there's many uh, portions of our development standard that can be measured and are objective. Such things as putting up story poles. I can see no reason not to because uh, they're measurable. Uh, this uh, project up on Spencer, they're gonna cut down a heritage oak tree that's 48 inches in diameter. And no one can say anything about it because there's nothing in our ordinance that protects it. And yet you can measure the diameter of an oak tree. Uh, those are just two real simple examples. And um, I hope the committee's looking into that. Uh, I would suggest that uh, it'd be good to talk to some uh, architects um, that are familiar with the uh, Salcedo standards. Uh, I'm willing to certainly um, weigh in on um, uh, such thinking um, because we're very familiar with uh, those standards and how they apply in the real world. And I think there's a lot we can do to protect Sausalito um, uh, uh, from uh, unreasonable development that has drastic and permanent impacts um, on our neighborhoods and our residents. So. Um, uh, let me know if I can help and uh, please, uh, wherever we can measure and be objective, we need to protect those standards that are already in place and have been for decades. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Rex. Uh, I'm looking for any other members of the public um, that would like to comment on uh, number five communications, any public comment. Seeing none, I'm gonna go ahead and close public comment and let's move on um, to our public hearing items. Director Hortert, please. Thank you. This is a time for any commissioners to declare any ex parte communications. Okay, uh, Commissioner Saad, any ex parte? Nothing to declare. Commissioner Graff? Uh, no communications. Okay, Commissioner Luxembourg? Uh, yes, as I mentioned at the last meeting, 201 Bridgeway is more than 500 feet and less than 1,000 feet from my home. I won't reiterate all of the stuff, but there is, as I indicated in the last meeting, there is no materiality with re in that regard. Uh, with regard to 47 Prospect Street, I did with the, meet with the owner, Mr. Payne, in order to be able to see the tree because it was in the backyard, but I did not have any ex parte communications. Thank you very much. Vice Chair Junius. Nothing to declare. I too have nothing to declare. So back over to you, uh, Director Hortert. Thank you. Uh, the first public hearing we have tonight is 47 Prospect Avenue. It's a tree removal permit. Um, Magda Gonzalez, the contract planner will present. Hi, could it be? Let me share my screen.
I am presenting a tree removal permit record 2022-00089 for 47 Prospect Avenue. The applicant is um, Gene Payne, the owner, and the arborist is Mr. James Mascot. The request is to remove one um, Canary Island palm. That palm tree is located on the uh, rear yard of the property, as you can see um, from this picture, it, the palm tree is the one circled in white and it's at close proximity to the property. The following pictures are from the arborist report um, from his visit to the property where he assessed that palm tree. This picture shows that the trunk of the palm tree is within one inch of the um, residence um, patio. And the trunk is actually two feet away from the upper deck. So the applicant um, has brought forth a request because of the pro uh, close proximity of the palm tree to the property. It is within two feet of the upper deck and within an inch of the um, patio. And because it has the potential to cause property damage. Um, the tree is considered a heritage tree because it is 40 um, inches in um, diameter of breast height. There are a few um, key factors to note from the arborist report. One of them is that it has significant trunk lean, um, lean downslope, um, again, the proximity to the property, and that, um, and because of the close proximity of the roof overhang, it creates a risk of excessive trunk, trunk movement and property damage during um, high winds. It's also, um, the arborist also recommends for the entire tree and the trunk to be removed. And he recommends that if there a replacement is recommended by the planning commission, that um, you consider a species that's under 25 feet tall. This proposal is exempt from the CEQA, um, from the California Environmental Quality Act, pursuant to section 15304 um, regarding new gardening and landscaping. And this request also meets, meets a tree removal criteria. Um, for criteria number one, the tree removal will eliminate the potential hazard to life and property because of the close proximity to the um, patio and the upper deck. It has a potential to cause damage. Also, um, there's existing vegetation that will benefit from competing uh, for less for resources. Um, the property owner indicated that there are seven other trees on that property so there's um there's enough vegetation on there um also the removal of the tree will allow the enjoyment of the property because right now there's a risk uh it's so close to the to the patio that it makes the property owner uncomfortable to be around it um criteria 2a and 2b is also met for um, criteria 2A, if the planning commission requires a replacement of the tree, as I previously indicated, the arborist requests um, or suggest that a tree be planted if it's under 25 um, feet tall. The property owner um, has suggested planting a magnolia tree. Um, if the planning commission waives the requirement to uh, have the owner replace a tree, they can. Um, you guys can request the applicant to contribute to the tree fund. And based on the um, 
DPH of this tree, which is approximately 40 inches, the property owner would have to contribute a fee of $1,250. The staff recommends that the Planning Commission um, review the tree removal request and required findings, adopt the attached resolution, which makes the required determination for approval of the tree removal permit to allow the removal of the um, Canary Island palm subject to conditions, or alternatively, um, approve the tree removal permit with modifications, continue consideration of the item for additional information, or um, move to deny the tree removal permit identifying one or more findings for denial. That concludes my presentation. The property owner is on the call, Mr. Um, Gene Payne. I'm not sure if the arborist um, is on the call. I didn't see anything on them. But um, that concludes my presentation. I'm available for any questions you may have. Great, thank you so much, Magda. Thank you for your presentation and for your report. Very well. So this would be the time for commissioners to ask staff any uh, questions for clarification before we uh, ask the applicant up here to make a presentation. Uh, Commissioner Graff, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I, um, the diameter, it says 40 inches in diameter. Um, that is huge. I, um, I have not been able to see the tree closely, but um, that's not the circumference, but it's the diameter. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Very big. Yeah. Um, that's the only question I had. Um, uh, Chair Feller, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Commissioner Saad? Just to clarify from the uh, resolution, is uh, the suggestion that this is satisfying um, A, B, C, and D? Um, if I'm reading that correctly, uh, in the report, there's not one particular um, point that's being made. Am I reading that correctly, that they're saying that uh, for removal, ensuring public safety, a reasonable enjoyment, advantage of views, and pursue um, good forestry? That is correct. It means several. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then do, do we know um, if the arborist is with us this evening? I don't see him on the call. Okay, I think I'll save the rest of my questions for um, the applicant. Thank you, Chair Feller. Okay, Commissioner Luxembourg. Uh, thank you, Chair Feller. Uh, I'd like to get the staff report corrected. You, you mentioned in your slide uh, the possibility of the tree replacement fund, but the, the city council months ago has amended that section of the code. And there's actually three options, not two options. The tree fund is actually in the code language. Can we get that corrected for this staff report? And also uh, Director Hord-Turd for all future reports about trees. Can we get the proper language from the municipal code into the reports? Yeah, we'll look into it for sure. Okay, thank you. That's all I have, Vice Chair. Thank you, thank you. Vice Chair Junius. No questions for staff, thank you. Okay. Um, Magda, I just had one question because um, we got the Arbor's report late and I, I can't remember seeing in there if there was a specific species recommended for replacement. No, there was not. Um, the Arbor's just stated a tree with a species that doesn't grow um, taller than 25 feet. 
Um, any other questions from commissioners just by show of hands? Okay, if not, I'm gonna ask the applicants uh, to um, make their presentation. Um, Magda, if you could help identify who that is here in the audience. So, yes, Mr. Um, Jean Payne, he's on the, on the call. Okay. okay, Mr. Payne, welcome this evening. I think you've just been made co-host, so you should be able to control your, their, your video and your sound. Um, and if I could ask our Zoom team to put the timer up here at 15 minutes um, on the screen. So if you're looking at full gallery, you can see the clock and monitor your time, Mr. Payne. So welcome this evening. You have 15 minutes for a presentation and you're welcome. Uh, anyone from your team is welcome to make that presentation as well. So over to you. Great, thank you. Uh, and I will keep this uh, well under the 15 minute allotment. Uh, so good evening, commissioners. Thank you for taking the time to consider our application this evening. Uh, uh, as noted, my name is Gene Payne. I'm the property owner at 47 Prospect Avenue. My wife, Michelle, and our two children, Chloe, who is nine, and Charlie, who is seven, are also in attendance on Zoom on a separate screen. Um, Michelle Payne, you can see her on there. Um, so we're requesting your approval of the tree removal permit for a Canary Island palm, which is a non-native tree that is located in the central area of our backyard. The roots are within a couple inches of our patio and the trunk was within two feet of the deck on the floor above the patio. The tree also sheds considerable debris, which can be hazardous under windy conditions on our deck and in our backyard. As noted in the staff report, the tree meets several criteria for removal under the city code. First, the tree is a hazard to life and property. Second, Proximity to the patio and house creates potential to cause property damage, including increased fire risk. Third, the removal of the tree will allow for our reasonable enjoyment of the property, notably creating a safe open area in our backyard for our kids, Chloe and Charlie, to play. As also mentioned in the staff report, we are proposing to replace the palm tree with a magnolia tree. I'd also like to point out that we would plan to add two additional magnolia trees to our front yard at the same time. Thank you again for your time this evening. I would be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Terrific. Thank you so much, Mr. Payne. Let's just make note that there's 13 minutes and 23 seconds left should you want additional time after we take public comment. Um, but this would be the time for any commissioners uh, to ask questions of the applicant. Uh, Commissioner Luxembourg, let's start with you. Uh, no questions for the applicant. Thank you, Chair Fellow. Okay. Commissioner Graff? questions. Mr. Saad. Thank you, Chair Feller. Um, hi, Jean. Thank you for the presentation. Um, I was just wondering uh, from considering its height and um, do you do you know how old the tree is or how long it's been there? Has it? I did not. Um, we uh, moved in in November. Um, so we're, we're relatively new. Um, but I can tell you it's been there quite a while. Sure. Is, is there any existing um, damage uh, down where the uh, patio um, is? Let me just pull it back up. Sorry, I'm on one, one screen tonight. Um, is there any, any, any cracks or anything where the roots are that you're concerned about currently? Have you noticed any damage? Uh, nothing new uh, made notable within the last few months. There probably is a little bit of cracking right there, but it's, it's literally kind of you know, any, any additional movement or root spreading, um, and we'll start to see that in the patio. 
And then, um, okay, thank you. And then I was just wondering, um, that's why I was wondering about the arborist, but maybe you can interpret it from your own conversation. Um, from the report, it had mentioned the swaying that's near the deck. Is that implying that that the tree is physically, like the trunk of the tree is is moving towards, has it has it hit your balcony before? Is that the implication there in the staff or, or in the arborist report? Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, as far as I know, it hasn't hit it yet, at least when we've been home. Um, but you've probably seen palm trees in the wind, they right. do sway. Um, and we are, we're, we're up on the hill a little bit and we do get a little bit of a kind of hurricane gulch wind coming through. Um, and so it certainly does sway. Um, but I, I, I can't tell you yet that we have seen it. Uh, fortunately, we have not seen it hit the deck yet. Okay, sure, but that's that's the implication. I just want to make sure I'm reading it right in the Arborist report that the implication is it can physically sway in to, yeah, to hit yeah. the balcony. That, okay, that was his concern. Okay, um, thank you. I think those are my questions. Thank you, Chair Feller. Great, thank you very much, Vice Chair Junius. No questions. Thank you. Great. Um, I do not have any questions either at this time, uh, Mr. Payne. So thank you again for the presentation. We'll. Well, I have note of the 13 minutes, 23 seconds. Don't go too far. We're going to open this up for public comment. So please listen into that and we'll come back for any uh, discussion. Uh, and you can, you can have any final comments that you want at that time. Um, okay, so this is the time to make public comment on item 6A, which is 47 Prospect Avenue. To do so, you can raise your hand in the Zoom application or press star nine on your cell phone. I will call upon you in the order I see you on my screen and you'll each have three minutes for any public comment. So I'm just looking for hands at this time. Seeing none, I'll go ahead and close public comment. And uh, Mr. Payne, if you'd like any final final comments, final words, please, please uh, feel free to use your time. Nothing else to add, thank you. Okay, great. Um, so let me bring this back up to our virtual dais for discussion and action by uh, the Planning Commission. Um, any final comments from the commissioners or is there a motion on the floor? Just by a show of hands. Well, I, I'll, I'll make a comment, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, I, I can't make the findings for this permit, I'm sorry to say. Um, I'm looking at the Arborist report and while it's certainly um, not a native species, it apparently is a healthy tree. And uh, the arborist specifically says that the trunk lean of the palm tree is not ideal, but it's not a significant risk of collapse. So taking that statement and arriving at the conclusion that there's a, um, a health and uh, safety danger here, I just, I just don't see that. So I, I, I can't support this. Okay, thank you, Vice Chair Junius. Uh, Commissioner Luxembourg. Uh, thank you, Chair Fowler. Uh, yeah, I'm a little conflicted on this one also. The, my, my notes say the, the tree is healthy and there's no, not a significant risk of collapse and it's somewhat unique. There are not a lot of palm trees in, in Sausalito. On the other hand, I understand what the owner's trying to do and, and I, I see for the enjoyment of his property uh, it, that, that I can see that criteria being met. The one I'm struggling with is the one that says that the value of the tree to the neighborhood is not greater than the inconvenience to the owner. So I'm on the fence on that. So that's where I am in, at the moment. So a um, no. little conflicted. Thank you, Chair Feller. Thank you. Commissioner Saad. Thank you, Chair Feller. Um, I 
I agree. I think that's why I was asking about the findings. Um, I think it's almost a little difficult to make all of the findings. I, I would understand more if there was a view concern. Um, but if there's no existing damage to preemptively take out such a giant heritage tree that must have has been there for who knows how long to be at that at that height um, and width um, without damage, um, I'm, I'm having the same sticking point as Commissioner Junius that it, that it is a healthy tree. Um, so so I'm 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 not on the fence. I think I'm. I'm having a hard time making um, the findings um, if we're going to follow the report that they're going for A through D. Okay, thank you. Um, Commissioner Brown. Um, thanks, Chair Feller. Um, I kind of concur with, with the reluctance uh, of the other commissioners uh, about that tree. I was not able to get down to see it really, but I could see it from uh, driving around and everything, and it's really quite lovely. <laughs> and and I was thinking it would be a shame to lose that uh, uh, um, tree canopy. Anyway, um, I am, a, as others, I'm a little on the fence. Um, I appreciate the uh, desire to put in a magnolia tree. Those are lovely. Um, but I'm I'm a little reluctant to see that tree go. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Um, let me just ask our attorney um, Sergio Rudin. He popped up on camera here. I, I didn't know if you needed to interject or advise the commission appropriately. No. I the only comment that I had was it, it sounded like there was some potential confusion about how many of the findings needed to be made. Um, you need to grant, you need to make at least one of the four findings. You need to determine at least one of those four bases apply. That is, they have to determine either the removal is necessary to accomplish uh, one of the four objectives to ensure public safety as a result relates to the health of the tree, potential hazard to life of property, proximity to existing and proposed structure, and interference with utilities or sewers, or to allow for reasonable drone in the property, including sunlight and right to develop, or take it reasonable advantage of views or to pursue good professional practices of forestry and landscape design. Um, so, however, you can't um, approve this particular permit if you find that removal of a healthy tree of a desired species can be avoided by reasonable design of the site plan prior to construction, uh, thinning to reduce density, shaping to reduce height or spread using thinning cuts, uh, heading or topping, which is the least preferred method. Um, and then additionally, there's four other bases in which you must deny, um, which is that there are adequate provisions for drainage, erosion control, land stability, windscreen, and visual screening, privacy, um, and for restoration ground cover, or other foliage damaged by the tree have not been made in situations where such problems are anticipated as a result of removal or alteration. Uh, the tree to remove is be a, a member of a group of trees in which each tree is dependent on others for survival, or the value of the tree in the neighborhood is greater than its convenience to the owner. Um, and lastly, a need for protection for privacy for the property on which the tree is located or for adjacent properties. So those are the factors that the commission is supposed to consider in this. Okay, thank you for that. Um, any 
any questions for Sergio from the commission um, for any clarity regarding that? No, okay, all right. I, um, I actually echo what Vice Chair Junius says. I, I, when I read this and we finally got the, the report, it, it was pretty clear that this was a healthy tree and quite a, a heritage species um, that uh, is, is home to a lot of, um, a lot of flora, fauna, you name it. Um, so I don't think I could make the findings on this um, unless there are any other comments uh, from the commission um, I think we should go through through the findings and identify what we cannot make the finding on. Um, and if if you if you have those in front of you, Vice Chair Junius, are those that you cannot find? Actually, don't. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. I know, Sergio. You had those in front of you. Let's just go through that. Sure. So. In order to grant the permit, you must determine that the removal or alteration is necessary to accomplish one of the following objectives. Uh, to ensure the public safety as it relates to the health of the tree, uh, potential hazard to life or property, proximity to existing or proposed structures, and interference with utility or sewers. Uh, to allow reasonable enjoyment of the property, including sunlight, and the right to develop the property. To take reasonable advantage of views and to pursue good professional practices of forestry or landscape design. So if you can't find for any of those, then you can't make the required findings. Thank you. Okay, with that, is there more comment from the commissioners or is there a motion on the floor to entertain? Move to deny the permit. I'll second that. Dan, can you take a roll call, please? Uh, Madam Chair, before we continue, you want us to bring back a resolution of denial? Yes, please. Can you put that? Does that need to be in the motion, Sergio? Yes. Um, or at the very least, I would recommend the motion include that the commission found that there that it could not make the required findings under um, what's the section 112030B1. Um, alternatively, the commission could deny this permit if it determines the value of the tree to the neighborhood is greater than its inconvenience to the owner. So that, that would potentially be one other applicable ground the commission could consider. I would think that's applicable as well. I think I, I, we could base the denial on both of those. Both. I would say both. So, Vice Chair Junius, is that, is that your motion there to base denial on those two grounds? It is. Thank you. And I re-second on both grounds as well. Okay. Ready for roll? Yes. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Luxembourg? Yes. Commissioner Junius? Yes. Vice Chair Junius, sorry. Yes, no worries. Chair, Chair, Chair Feller? Yes. Motion carries. Great, thank you very much. Okay, uh, moving on to item 6B, uh, 813 to 817 Bridgeway Boulevard. Uh, Dan, over to you. Uh, give me one second, I gotta read my cheat sheet. Okay. Uh, so before you tonight is 813, 817 Bridgeway Boulevard, changes to an approved project. Uh, Magda Gonzalez, contract planner will present. Welcome, Magda. 
Hi. <laughs> Give me just a second to share my um Okay. Okay, I am presenting um, changes to an approved project record 2022-00052. The applicant is Mr. Michael Rex with Michael Rex um, Architects and the owner is Michael Lappert. A little bit of um, background regarding this um, project, commonly known as Fish and Chips. Um, it has, it was originally built in 1954 for um, Ernie's Waterfront restaurant and later um, it was transferred to the Lappert um, family. The Lappert family has um, made several improvements on the property, um, including obtaining a design review permit for the building facade, which you currently see on the screen and then a, a minor use permit to include outdoor dining, which you also see um, on this picture. Um, now, Mr. Lapper, the property owner, is bringing a request to modify those two permits um, and include two more permits. Um, he originally brought it to the Planning Commission um, in a study session that took place January 29th of the, this year. Um, part of his request is to modify the design review permit to modify the building facade. These are the colors that he's proposing and the the changes that he's pro that they're proposing on the site. Um, they're also proposing to amend the minor use permit um, to increase the numbers, number of, of tables and seating available outdoors. They're also proposing an encroachment agreement to construct a raised um, dining terrace on the sidewalk and to relocate the existing sidewalk onto two parallel parking spaces, as well as, as a um, sign permit to add more signage. So the scope of work for the building facade includes um, new color schemes, windows and doors, wrought um, iron guard on the second building. I'm moving my cursor to show you those particular areas. The um, new wrought iron um, railing on the bottom around the um, dining terrace, as well as planter boxes, um, three wall signs for business identification. And as you can see them here, they're, they're gonna read ice cream and yogurt, um, fish and chips and hamburgers. And they're gonna be 4.58 square feet. The background's gonna be white and the lettering is gonna be um, a green. And then they're gonna, they're also proposing two blade signs and those ones are going to be located on the sides of the um, of the building and they're also for business identification purposes and those ones are smaller in size um, they are 1.6 um, square feet the background is also going to be white and the lettering is also going to be green and they're including four um, gas lanterns and they're going to be placed um, throughout the building on the lower side those ones are intended more for um, decorative purposes than they are for elimination. Um, applicant updated the, the color scheme that he provided before. This presentation includes the latest version of it. Um, they're more subtle colors. So along with the revised um, color schemes, they are also extending the depth of the um, let me go back to this um, picture of the iron guard right here of the balcony. So before it was only uh, one foot nine and a half inches, and now it, they're proposing to make it um, 
three feet eight and eight and a half inches um, which will allow that door to actually open and for people to actually stand comfortably in that balcony before it would just be almost impossible for anyone to stand there so those are the two changes that they're making um the first color that they're proposing is um this light green it's going to go around the whole the entire stucco wall the stucco trimming will be this chantilly lace the third color will be for the windows the canopies the windows the doors and the canopies above the doors which will be um right above the the three wall signs and the black color it's going to be for the metal railings and the planter boxes and the last color is the concrete um color just basic gray which um matches the city standard um sidewalk color to the right you'll see the exterior lighting that they're proposing the first one will be placed um on the two blade signs they're proposing on each side of the buildings the second picture that you see will go above the wall signs, the three wall signs. And the last one is, are the three, I'm sorry, the four um, gas lanterns that they're proposing. Um, to the right of this um, slide, it just gives you more details of the colors. And the last two items, the flagpoles, they're gonna be painted white and the flags or the pendants will vary in color. Currently, the applicants proposing a light um, yellow and a light orange. So the other part of the proposal um, is to amend the MUP that they previously had approved, and that's to expand um, to add this dining terrace with a wheelchair, with a wheelchair ramp, and to um, increase the number of seats from nine to twenty-five. One will be ADA compliant to increase the number of tables from three tables to eight tables, to add the wraparound railing, um, to add the, add the planter boxes that I previously mentioned, and to relocate this existing sidewalk onto the two parallel parking spaces. This picture is zoomed in and shows a better, a better, um, well, a better picture of what they're proposing. Um, as you can see, there's two existing trees on the site. One is um, immediately outside of the left side of the dining terrace. They're gonna keep that tree on there as well as the tree that's located on the right side of the terrace. There's one within that side and they're gonna um, keep it as well. There's a street lamp on the left-hand side of the dining terrace. They're gonna uh, maintain that as well um, on the upper, hand side left hand side of this graphic you can see the ramp and the expanded door which will be um ada accessible uh, a little to the further to the right you'll see the table the ada table um which will comply with um, the american disabilities act you can also see the proposal for the sidewalk it's going to be a minimum of five, five feet which is a minimum requirement the bike lane will remain, that will not be impact, impacted at all. Um, so the pedestrians will still be able to travel through here without any issues. And it actually creates uh, a better flow because currently what they have, um, so when the pedestrian would walk, they would walk through the patio, outdoor patio section and the door of the restaurant. 
which could kind of be inconvenient for the um, pedest for the um, patrons of the restaurant as well as staff that's coming out to serve. That way they can have this area in its entirety um, strictly for the patrons of the restaurant and anybody that's um, walking around the that area can do so without any um, complications. This is a different angle what they're um, proposing. The There's a car, um, the bike lane, as I mentioned, that won't be impacted. The proposed sidewalk, the dining terrace, and then you can see the signs up here. That's how they will look from this, um, from the side angle, um, the gas lanterns. Um, I'm not sure if you can see my cursor, but this is where the um, wall signs would be located. And then the blade signs identifying the, the business. So this project is exempt from um, the California Environmental Quality Act pursuant to um, section 15301 um, existing facilities. And this is just a summary of the findings for the minor use permit, the design review permit, the encroachment agreement, and the um, sign permit. Um, the project maintains the location and scale of the existing building, allowing the property owner and the visitors to enjoy the outdoor views. Um, the project's architecture will not negatively impact the light and air um, to adjacent properties. No, nor will it cause a view impact for surrounding properties due to the orientation of the existing structures and the topography of the site. Um, the proposed change to allow outdoor dining is encouraged in the municipal code. Furthermore, it will provide a safe, well-designed area. Um, the project architecture does not include external mechanical equipment or chimneys that will negatively impact the neighboring properties. The side rival location has been reviewed and approved by um, regulating agencies. And the proposed signs will identify the business and the type of activity being conducted and comply with the uh, Sausalito Municipal Code. Um, as such, staff recommends that the Planning Commission adopt a resolution to approve the changes to the approved project to allow for the modif modification of the previously approved design subject to the conditions of approval. Alternatively, the Planning Commission may continue the hearing for additional information or project revisions or direct staff to prepare a resolution for denial stating the reasons um, any one or more of the findings cannot be made. That concludes my presentation. I'm available for any questions. Um, the owner, Mr. Michael Lappert, is on the call as well as the um, applicant, Mr. Michael Lappert. Terrific. Thank you so much, Magda, for the report and the uh, in-detail presentation. I uh, appreciate that very much. Uh, this would be the time for commissioners to ask uh, any clarification questions to staff uh, before we invite the applicant up here. Uh, Commissioner Saad, do you want to start us off? I actually have one specific question, um, Chair Feller. Thank you. Um, in the existing, in the conditions of approval, um, down on page 13, number 11, are the hours of operation. Are those um, within our remit? If we, can we have discussions around the conditions of approval um, or are those not able to be discussed? 
So we added them based on um, the previous determination that you had made for, um, my goodness, I can't, can't remember the name of the El, Port of El Portal. Yes, but uh, I, I took note of your comment earlier that it was actually a misunderstanding, right? And it should be 1030 indoors and 12 uh, midnight outdoors, correct? Just, no, just the, the other opposite. way around. Yes, yes. Yes. So yes. I just wanted, yeah. Is, is so is that the current hours of operation that are listed in the conditions? Did those come from the applicant, or is that a staff? Um, that's a staff condition. That's a staff condition. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you. Um, I think actually that's my only question for staff at this time. Okay. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Luxembourg. Oh, thank you, Chair Fellow. Uh, I'm a little very disappointed in the staff report. There are a number of issues that I raised at the study session and they have not been addressed here, but I will save my comments till when we bring it back to the dais. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Commissioner Graff. Um, uh, no questions at this point. Um, I'm sure that um, the applicant will bring us up to speed on what the changes from the last time we saw this are. Okay, thank you. Uh, Vice Chair Junius? No questions at this time. Thanks, Chair Fellow. Okay, thank you. I just have one, uh, Magda. I'm curious if you had a chance to look back at the February 16th uh, recording, uh, video recording of, of our uh, hearing and study session with this applicant. I did. Okay. And um, since that time, I don't know when you took over uh, as the planner on this project, um, but did you work with the applicant to incorporate some of the comments from this commission? Yes. Um, there were, there have been changes throughout the entire um, review process. Um, okay. All right, thank you for that. Um, Let's go ahead and invite the applicant up here to make a presentation. Um, and uh, Zoom team, uh, Maria, if you don't mind putting the timer up at 15 minutes. Uh, and Mr. Rex, I'm assuming that you're doing the presentation or leading the presentation this evening. Um, I, I, you were just made a co-host. If you could unmute and turn your video on. Um, Michael Lapper would like to speak first. Okay, uh, Zoom team, can we make, uh, can we un unmute or co-host uh, Mr. Michael Lapper as well? So he can turn his video on and, and uh, microphone. There we go. Okay, so let's go ahead and start, start the clock. Mr. Lapper, welcome. Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Uh, I'm Michael Lappert, the owner of the subject property. My father, Walter Lappert, started a business at this location uh, when there were three separate restaurants in that building, and his was a small crepe shop. That was uh, 1965. I was 14. We've owned the building for 40 years now. This June marks my family's 57th year at this location. My son Isaac is in the audience. He's the third generation, and I have a picture of his son, a four-year-old, wiping down some tables he would be the fourth if he so desires the torture. Uh, the building is now over 70 years old and needs rejuvenation. It's, uh, we were well underway on this effort uh, through the permit that was granted. 
Uh, and then the virus came and changed people's habits, changed everything, patterns changed, and suddenly it was all about outdoor dining. I asked our architect to propose the changes you will be hearing about tonight. And after seeing what you have approved at the old Petri Gallery and your desire to develop outside dining, he came up with what you will be presented. Uh, the Fish and Chips has always been primarily resident serving with the tourist season being the extra we need to be profitable. I wanted uh, a look that would be pleasing to the community at the same time satisfy the public's desire to eat outdoors. Uh, with that in mind, I'll turn this over to Michael Rex and uh, keep any remaining minutes that might be left over if there are any, uh, any problems at the end. Thank you. Michael, go ahead. Thank you, Michael. Um, I first want to thank um, uh, uh, Mag, uh, Magda Gonzalez and, and uh, Dan uh, Hortford for their uh, uh, help with this, uh, uh, bringing this to you tonight, and uh, particularly uh, Magda for your uh, fine presentation. I'm going to share screen with you and try to whale through this as fast as I can. Um, let's see, share screen. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I presume you could see the screen, yes? Uh, it's just, there we go. Yes, we can see it now. Yeah, um, so this is what's there today, although they framed up the second floor that uh, we have a building permit for. I'm showing you this because certainly it could look better. Uh, I also wanted you to see the neighbors to the each side of us on the right to the north is Piazza Trading Gallery and on the left is the, the um, uh, Casa Madrona Hotel and Spa. Uh, the wall behind the building is uh, recently built um, to support, uh, uh, to retain the hillside behind the second floor that's been added. Um, and then uh, just as a little way of background, I'm gonna shrink it down a little bit. Uh, this is what uh, the previous architect, John McCoy had proposed. Um, and um, this was uh, modified uh, during uh, multiple hearings before the planning commission. Um, and what you see here is uh, what uh, resulted uh, or what the um, John McCoy brought back to you. Um, and there was uh, commissioners expressed concern about so much wall above the upper windows. Uh, it, uh, the wood has been replaced um, uh, at the commission's request uh, with stucco so it would tie together better. Uh, but the cornice remained down on the second floor, not on the roof. That seemed kind of odd. Um, the uh, commission asked, uh, in fact, this is what it would have looked like. Uh, the commission tried to improve it um, by uh, uh, notching the um, wall up at the top like the original and uh, adding the planter boxes uh, on the facade. Uh, it still uh, seems uh, less than what it should be. Those planter boxes are, are not accessible, so the plants won't be maintained. And the cornice is still in the wrong place. Um, so uh, um, Michael came to me, brought the project to me after he had approval uh, to uh, expand his outdoor dining. And he told me he was very unhappy with what got approved. And uh, I wondered why, and um, I looked at this plan and I can certainly see room for improvement. Um, I also had some functional questions and uh, I asked him what he wanted to look like and he said, well, kind of Caribbean. And so I went and surfed the web for um, historic Caribbean villages and uh, um, you see uh, stucco walls with heavy white trim, uh, wrought iron balconies, cornices, etc. Of course, we wouldn't propose such bright colors. Uh, you also see muted colors, uh, this one particularly, and uh, the uh, gas lamps, that sort of thing. 
um, seemed like it could uh, adapt and provide a personality for this building. So I sketched this up, um, showed it to you in a study session uh, mid-February, five months ago. Uh, you seem to like it, including the flagpoles. Uh, so I, um, I uh, drew it up and uh, that's what we submitted. And, and uh, here you see uh, comparing what was has been approved to what's now proposed. Certainly look a lot better. Um, uh, functionally though, also seem to be a problem. Uh, oh, and here's the colors, I won't go through that. Uh, this is what we had previously submitted. I thought it might be a little too bright, this kind of mint green. Uh, we really need a decision tonight because we're under construction. We have to still amend the building permit. So I, um, um, uh, we muted them so they're a little grayer and I'll blend in better. Um, and then um, this is what it would be uh, now, uh, kind of softer, more seaside, uh, become part of the streetscape. But the, um, uh, the functional aspect, this is the floor plan on the bottom right. And a third of the front, uh, store frontage, uh, the most valuable part of the property is given up to circulation and elevator. And a wheelchair would have to go up uh, 15 inches uh, in an elevator to get inside. Um, and um, that's something the city actually partly contributed to because there used to be only one step to get into the restaurant. The city went and lowered the sidewalk and now there's three steps. Michael was very unhappy about that when it occurred. Uh, but also you can't find the front door. Um, it's uh, tucked away uh, in this recess, uh, single door, uh, get very congested getting in and out. There's only three feet between the bottom of the handrail and, and the uh, elevator. So um, I suggested, why don't we for, uh, push the elevator back? We still need an elevator to serve the restrooms upstairs. There isn't room for restrooms below. Uh, oops, I went the wrong way. Um, I said, suggested, how about a, putting a handicap ramp out in the sidewalk? And we actually drew it up to see how it fit and we didn't like it. Um, it uh, would still uh, crowd the entry and we lose the outdoor dining uh, that's been approved, uh, the tables and chairs that are already out there. Uh, but it also, uh, uh, it, it would look uh, more like it belongs in a hospital than uh, downtown, um, all these ramps and whatnot. Uh, we wanted to uh, in, uh, make it more subtle. Um, in the study session back in February, um, I showed you this sketch with a parklet um, and I explained uh, why I, I don't think it's a good solution to expand the dining because it puts people dining right next to the travel lane of bicycles and cars. and. Uh, it causes serving food uh, between the restaurant and the diners trying to cross over and through uh, pedestrians. Um, it's very hard to regulate those, the tables tend to spill out. In fact, the tables aren't against the wall. Um, they're, they're out further. And so it, because uh, uh, the sidewalk, when it got lowered, didn't lower it all the way to the building. Uh, so uh, this seemed to be very congested. We showed some palm trees and um, uh, we suggested taking out the trees, street trees there. You didn't like that in the study session. Um, what uh, we prefer is uh, moving the dining against the building uh, where it can be contained, uh, where it'd be safer. We're not gonna spill hot coffee and soup on uh, pedestrians uh, carrying it across the sidewalk. Uh, it also requires less um, uh, uh, enforcement because uh, the chairs don't uh, seem to find their way out into blocking uh, pedestrians. And that's really why the staff concluded that um, this is a better circulation pattern because it uh, doesn't cause the pedestrians and, and the uh, uh, diners to compete for, uh, uh, for space. 
Um, when we presented this as a study session, um, it seemed like the majority of the commission uh, saw the merits uh, of this. Uh, they also liked how it integrated the handicap ramp. And you could see we now have um, uh, some dining inside that's against the windows where people want to sit, not a recess entry. Um, so because it seemed like um, we might have a, a favorable feedback, a favorable response, uh, we've, uh, we drew it up. And uh, oh, I got a shrinker down here. Um, and what we're asking for is uh, very similar to what's right down the street. Now, here's Porjo's, um, where they have dining against the restaurant. Um, yes, it's partly recessed into the building. Ours is not. But the part that sticks out from the building facade is seven foot eight inches. And it only leaves three feet uh, for pedestrians uh, to get by uh, between the um, uh, planter boxes and the tree trunks. Uh, you want uh, in the previous uh, policy statements, five feet. Um, also right down the streets, Capitos. Uh, they stick out uh, seven feet, uh, no, six feet, and they leave about five foot six for the uh, pedestrians to get around it. Uh, but again, it's uh, uh, the dining's up against uh, the building, not out in the street. And uh, it's very awkward though here to go up and down a, uh, a curb cut for wheelchairs to get, uh, uh, if you wanna pass by this dining area. And then um, another precedent uh, besides these two that are right down the street um, is um, uh, what was, has recently been approved um, uh, for the new cultivar restaurant um, uh, on El Portal. And um, uh, on that one, uh, uh, the dining area uh, extends out uh, 12 feet from the building. Uh, we're asking for 11 feet um, uh, both uh, um, cultivar uh, and what we propose is a minimum of five feet uh, uh, clearance for the pedestrians uh, to pass by the dining area. So this was all approved. Again, it's right down the street in downtown. Uh, there's some question, of course, El Portal is not as uh, uh, busy for traffic than Bridgeway. In fact, uh, in a recent workshop talking about parklets, a commissioner said, well, there's no parklets on Bridgeway. Well, that's certainly not the case. This is Bridgeway in front of you, uh, south of uh, uh, Princess Street. And I counted, I think, five parklets all in a row. And um, uh, here uh, we have cars bashing into this uh, metal planter box on occasion. Uh, and, and, and there is no bike path. And yet this right away down at this end of Bridgeway is only 40 feet wide. Uh, the uh, Bridgeway fronting Lappert's uh, uh, restaurant is 60 feet wide, another um, uh, third in width. Um, uh, and it, so if it's good, you know, uh, pushing the sidewalk out to get dining uh, certainly is a precedent in town. And if there's certainly more room at this end of Bridgeway than, uh, 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 I'm almost done here, uh, than uh, at the Lappert's restaurant. Uh, you asked that we keep the street trees, uh, so we redesigned the terrace uh, for that purpose. Um, uh, and, we, and we kept the lamppost uh, right where it is. Um, also that uh, the balcony that we're asking to extend, uh, that balcony, um, the way we had it, when the doors are closed, you only had 15 inches to stand there, uh, really restrictive. Um, uh, Michael asked that we make it a minimum three feet, and that's what we're now asking for. So it's the recent changes are the change to a more muted gray or color palette um, and the extension of that uh, uh, balcony 23 inches out further um, as part of the encroachment agreement. 
Um, so, um, and he, oh, uh, I got to shrink here a little bit. Yeah, so here you see what uh, the balcony in, in section, the way it was, and uh, uh, here it is sticking out a little bit. I actually think it looks better. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, just to f uh, finish up, um, I, uh, we, have a, uh, we have neighbor support. Uh, I met with uh, Jim Gurney, who's the manager of the Casa Madrona Hotel and Spa. I also met with Doug Lang, uh, who represents Piazza Trading. Uh, both uh, uh, of those property owners and neighbors, uh, the most important adjacent neighbors, um, have told me they support uh, the project. In fact, to date, I am not aware of any objections from anybody about this project. And uh, staff has, a, in their staff report, uh, concludes that all the findings could be made. I do want to mention a couple conditions of the 24 conditions. Um, uh, there's two of them that I need to bring to your attention that are problematic for us. Uh, the first one is number five um, on page 12, uh, where it talks about the light, exterior lights will be shielded um, and downlit. Uh, that's boilerplate, it doesn't work for us. We have these four gas lamps that are going to be a low illumination, but we want to be able to see the flame. We don't want to shield that lamp source, and they don't point downward. The lamps do, but not the flame. And then the um, uh, tiny little spots we have lighting the signs are not going to point downward, they're going to point at the signs. Um, the ones that the signs is only an inch in diameter and, and uh, uh, are the ones that the blade signs are only an inch in diameter and the ones lighting the uh, building signs are only an uh, inch and a half. Uh, so they're really tiny and they have scoops on them uh, to cut glare. So uh, we ask that that condition be changed. The other condition is number 11 on page 13 and it says we have to be closed on Sunday. Well, we can't be closed on Sunday. That's one of the most important business days of the week. Uh, I don't know how that made it uh, in there. Um, and uh, the 11 o'clock we understood is what was approved for cultivar. It seems like if that's good for cultivar, it ought to be good for Lappert. Um, but if you insist on the 1030, so be it. Um, uh, we do have a hotel next door. So uh, um, although cultivars has a hotel directly upstairs, uh, we'd like to be treated equally. Mr. And then the last thing, I just want you to know Mr. Yeah. Director, we're yeah. out there. Um, if you just want to finish your comment real quick, and then yeah, I'll, 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 I'll finish it up. Uh, you saw in the staff report, the Department of Public Works wants the sidewalk more tapered at each end, so it 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 wraps around more smoothly. The plans you see tonight include that. We made that change. So just to wrap up. It's uh, if if you approve it tonight, uh, it's going to result in a much more beautiful building. It's going to enliven the downtown and. It's gonna provide needed support to our downtown businesses that have struggled after two years of, of uh, COVID. So I ask that you approve it tonight as submitted with those two Thank minor you. revisions. Thanks Thank a lot you. and I'm here for questions. Great, let's go ahead and stop uh, screen share if you don't mind. Sure enough. We, we might need to pop back. back on here and there with, with questions, um, mm -hmm. but I appreciate that. Um, okay, um, Commissioner Luxembourg, do you wanna start us off? You're on, you're on mute. So this is any, any questions for the applicant? I have no, no questions of the applicant at this time, thank you. Okay, um, Commissioner Saad? Um, uh, yes, thank you, Chair Feller. What are the current hours of operation at that location? Can you hear me? I yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, currently we open at uh, 11, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning and it's a lunch place that so we close at uh, five o'clock seven o'clock on the weekends uh, during the summer. Okay. Um, 
and one of the comments that has been made was about serving but i'm very familiar with your location um okay. come there often so you don't currently have servers what is the no. intention to change the no, no there's no table service it's self-serve exactly what, what rex was re referring to is just people that are not capable of being good servers walking out with a tray of soup and hot coffee balancing it and walking okay. across the sidewalk to sit down that's the dangerous part so no there are no servers people take care of their own food okay um thank you that was my point of clarification and then for the um for your top balcony is and i can't tell from the drawings um is that standing only do you intend to have no, no any seating out there no 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 seating that's that's no for people to be able to walk out and look at that great view that's right there okay and and sorry just to jump back to your hours of operation do you intend to change the hours of operation at this point as of today no but as we develop as isaac who's actually in charge of this now he runs all, the whole thing as he develops that that business and uh and makes it what he wants it to be uh he does envision doing more night business and having a, a night service for food yes okay um okay thank you thank you chair feller i think those are my clarifying questions for now okay uh commissioner graf um, um really no major questions i just wanted to know if a particular typeface uh, letter style has been identified for the signage it looks pretty generic to me so i don't know whether that's a placeholder or whether that's the recommended uh typography um you want me to answer that sure uh, what we show is what we intend. Uh, it's a rather simple and clean uh, uh, sans serif. Got it. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Michael. Well, and also um, during the study session, Commissioner Luxembourg asked about this kitchen capacity when we add uh, the 16 tables. Uh, we will be redoing the kitchen. Um, uh, we don't anticipate a major increase in capacity, but um, uh, we we will be having an upgraded kitchen that could be efficient. Yeah, we've got a, a there are a couple more of us that have questions that are probably related to that. So let us get through some of that. Um, mm -hmm. Vice Chair Junius? No questions at this time. Okay. Um, the question I had was about the kitchen and the and is there still a separate architect for the interior than there is for the exterior of the work that you're doing? Uh, no, we're the architect for the interior. Uh, we're rearranging the interior and we'll be applying for an um, amendment to the building permit, uh, hopefully um, applying for that in the early fall. Okay. Um, and can you give us some idea what the scope of that would be, what, what the changes are in general? Yeah, uh, we'd like to expand the kitchen a bit. We're not going to be expanding the uh, indoor dining much at all. Uh, but the kitchen is, uh, there's really almost no storage. Uh, it's very cramped. Uh, there's no place to really put trash um, uh, to operate properly. We need bigger coolers. Um, there's a retaining wall at the back that's sloping and uh, it's really in very bad shape. It's cracked, it leaks. Uh, it's been a nightmare for uh, uh, the restaurant. Uh, we're gonna replace it, but when we replace it, we're gonna make it vertical uh, to get a little more room for the bigger coolers and trash. Uh, we're also going to provide a new ADA uh, restroom for the employees. Uh, the restroom for the employees now is not ADA, and it's it's uh, ridiculously small. 
Uh, so those are uh, uh, all changes to make it uh, more efficient. The other thing we're doing is we're providing a lobby uh, at the north end uh, for a stairway that could lead to future uh, rental, uh, residential units. Um, uh, we don't know if that will ever happen, but when we uh, went to the uh, planning department, uh, 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 Mr. Moore, who preceded Dan Horter, uh, asked us to, if there was some way we can allow for future residential use because the town needs uh, housing and uh, better to put it where there's good transit. So um, we thought that might, that's a good idea. We should leave that opportunity open. And so we reworked the stairway and provide a lobby for a separate entry to some future residential use. In the interim, it allow us to provide food service if that ever happens um, to the upper floor. That's not proposed at the moment. Um, but um, it does give it we just thought that we should keep options open well the, the reason I'm asking is that mm -hmm. we asked the question specifically last time in February um, if what you have existing or what the applicant has existing is is still constitutes a viable business and the answer was yes um, and I think Commissioner Luxembourg was actually asking quite a lot of detailed questions about the interior so we're trying to figure out um, you have an existing permit, you have a viable business. Um, and so are these changes that you're talking about um, based on the existing business or the business that the applicant hopes to have with additional seating? Um, the changes to the interior are not due to additional seating. Uh, it's, it's to uh, bring it up to ADA standards, um, which we uh, are obligated to do by law. Uh, and to make the, um, uh, the back of the house uh, more efficient uh, to, um, uh, uh, so the restaurant can operate uh, in a more professional manner. Uh, we don't plan on major changes to the menu or, or uh, methods of service. Uh, that's all successful. Uh, but it's uh, those two main reasons, ADA upgrade and a more efficient, uh, cleanly, um, uh, workable back of the house. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. uh, Chair Fellow, can I just ask a question that relates sure. to that question? Uh, sure. So if you're going to put an ADA accessible uh, bathroom for employees, are you still going to make people in wheelchairs go up in this elevator to go to the bathrooms upstairs? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, the difference in size uh, between uh, an employee restroom uh, for a wheelchair and, and for uh, the public, it, it's a huge difference in size. In fact, um, I'll just give you an example. The code requires we have a full baby diaper changing uh, station. And, and that can't get in the way of any wheelchair circulation for the restrooms. You know, that alone takes a lot of room. Uh, also, um, uh, we looked at uh, uh, the one thing that the, the outdoor dining did is it, it triggers into adding another toilet uh, for the public um, and um, to follow the building code. Um, the project that's been approved, didn't, it, it wasn't expanding the outdoor dining. It had only nine seats and we're gonna have 25. And so uh, we took a hard look at those numbers because that's a question that came up for cultivar. And um, uh, I think you might've mentioned it, I don't remember, but um, we went and looked at the building code and we had to expand those restrooms upstairs. Uh, so these are the changes that uh, we'll be uh, uh, showing on a, uh, an amended building permit application we'll submit in the fall. Okay. Um, 
Commissioners, do you have any additional questions for the applicant at this time before we move into public comment? No, okay. If I can add, uh, it's not unusual to get in an elevator to go to restrooms. Uh, POJO requires that right next door or down the street. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's a different situation. It's part of a hotel, not, not a standalone restaurant. Well, but, yeah, but if you're a restaurant patron, you need to use the restroom. You have to go up in an elevator. So, okay. Like what we propose. Thank you. Mike. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Let's go thank ahead you. and move into public comment here. Uh, this would be the time for uh, the public to comment on item 6B. Uh, to do so, you can raise your hand in the Zoom application or, or hit star 9 on your cell phone. And I'll call upon you in the order that I see you on my screen. Uh, Director Horter, while I'm looking for hands, can you just confirm the written public comment we've received on this um, item? Hold on. Or Magda, either one of you. I don't recall one. We received a comment from the neighbor the next Oh, door. yes, I'm sorry, yes. A late letter came in from Mr. Kane. Yeah, okay. Yes. Right. just want to make sure that that's clear and on the record. Um, again, I'm looking for raised hands in the audience. Um, this would be the time to comment on item 6B. Uh, seeing none, I'll go ahead and close public comment and bring the discussion back up here to the virtual dais. Commissioner Luxembourg, do you want to start us off? Uh, sure, thank you, Chair Fowler. Uh, I apologize, my comments will be long. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this is an important project for downtown. I appreciate what they're they're trying to do. I do think the improvements to the fa facade, uh, the, the toning down of the colors from what was submitted a week ago to now are, are better. Uh, I really encourage, figure out the inside, figure out the outside and come in and don't keep coming in with multiple changes uh, because this is, I understand the pandemic changed something, but if we're sitting here today reviewing this and they don't know what the inside is, uh, and then when they do the inside, they're gonna come back and say, well, these windows have to move, these have to move. So I think that's an issue. Uh, my biggest concern, and I was very clear in the study session, is that blocking the sidewalk and making people walk around will create unsafe conditions. They put up this structure in order to build the second floor, forcing people onto what, exactly what they're proposing. It was uh, an inconvenience for people. I saw lots of people walking out into the street to avoid it at all. If you look at that um, section that they showed you in the, in the presentation, the, the arm of one of those people is hanging in the bike lane and the bikes go very fast by, unlike a park lane. Uh, and I understand the problems with the people uh, taking their food across the sidewalk, but unlike a parklet, uh, the parklets are required to have barriers, they're required to be set back. Uh, El Portel is a different situation. In El Portel, we required them to bring the sidewalk all the way to Bridgeway. So you're not walking around, you're not walking around this. When you come from Bridgeway, you walk by the restaurant and then it narrows down after that. But it's not like you're walking from, uh, uh, from the other part of Bridgeway where Salitos and everything is down here, walking around this and whatever. I can't speak to the whether, what's, whether some people are encroaching. They should be five feet all the way along there. And we can look at those other restaurants that 
and I don't know what those permits were, whether those were temporary or not. But um, uh, I, I the, going and having this sort of terminate and people walking around this will create a, a, a disjoint between downtown and Caledonia Street. I would not be able to make the following findings. Design review item J, the pro proposal causes significant traffic safety and ease of movement issues. Design review item M, raising the outdoor uh, area will crowd that area. It's going to overwhelm the neighboring properties. Nobody else on the bridgeway is lifting it up and privatizing the sidewalk there. The, uh, um, uh, from a zoning standpoint, it indicates that in the sidewalk, you should be able to take all the chairs and, uh, away uh, and there should be an orderliness to it. So building a structure for this is not what was intended. The, uh, for, so the municipal uh, use permit, uh, I think this will material affect uh, the surrounding properties. Uh, uh, I think uh, if this were a private, um, private uh, park, a private outdoor dining, there's a 25% of the indoor dining, five tables with capacity of 20 people. This, this exceeds that. So I don't, I, I think this is trying to overwhelm a small area. Uh, we have the authority to do it. I'm not questioning that. I'm just saying that if this were private, we would be, we'd need a variance. You know, on the encroachment findings, finding A, I think this will diminish the pedestrian experience between the downtown and the rest of Bridgeway and Caledonia. Uh, for finding B, I think constantly, I think constantly bumping out the sidewall, uh, sidewalk is an undesirable land use precedent. Finding C, the option, there is an option of a parklet, and in this case, I think it would le have a less impact on pedestrian travel. I understand that the, uh, from an operations point of view, it's not optimal, but in this particular location, I think it's a preferred option. Uh, finding D, I think the proposed encroachment will adversely affect public circulation and will constitute a hazard to public safety with walking around the dining area towards the bike lane, which is a very fast bike lane. We get hundreds upon hundreds of bicyclists, especially on the weekends. Finding E, the substantial structure involved raising the outdoor dining areas will make it difficult to make public improvements in the future. And that, that last tree there, they're, they're measuring the five feet, not where the grade is, but right to the tree trunk. And that's, that's gonna be a, a, a tight corner. Um, so I, mean, I understand what they're trying to do. I do not think uh, th this outdoor dining solution is correct in this thing. I do not see how we can make these findings. I, uh, I don't have a strong feeling about the balcony. It, it, it's higher, so it, it would be above the pedestrian. So I'm okay with the balcony. I, I think the, the changes to the facade are good. And I think the color, the color changes that came in the last day or so uh, are, are good as well. And I think this is an important project, but I don't think, I think the parklet solution is the right one, would allow them the seats they need, but it would not completely privatize this, this part of the sidewalk. So anyway, those are my comments, Chair Feller. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Luxembourg. Uh, Commissioner Saad. Can you guys hear me? I was having a slight connection issue earlier. Yes. Okay, great. Um, thank you. Thank you, Chair Feller. Um, I have to agree with Commissioner Luxembourg. Um, I 
those were many of the same findings that um, I too noted that I was having difficulty um, making. I think from the previous sketch um, from that study session, um, conceptually, I, I, I had some leanings towards it, but now seeing the final plans and seeing the full scope, um, I, I definitely have concerns now that the plans are final. I, I'm also having a really hard time. I appreciate the honesty um, from Mr. Rex if they're looking to come back later um, again. Um, it's good to note, but it really makes it hard to approve um, projects in piecemeal. So that's, that's just a general note and concern. Um, I think the existing project, um, I think it works. I think there's some really good takeaways from this, from this update. Um, personally, I actually didn't even mind that, that previous color. It was a little bright. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, appreciate trying to tone it down. I think those exterior changes, um, I, I take no issue with. Um, I like the signage. I like the font. Um, the balcony, my only note there was um, when it came down to the hours of operation. I agree we need to be fair and equitable. Um, I also know it's a lunch place. Don't want to limit, do not want to limit this um, business to their current hours. So maybe we do note on the conditions to put um, to put appropriate hours. I, I also noted that Sunday was not listed. That's that's clearly, I would assume, an oversight or a mistake. They obviously should and can be open on Sundays. Um, I, I would um, choose to have the similar um, hours to cultivar if they wish to expand that late. Um, my only concern there, the, the agreement in that condition was 10.30 p.m. for outside. If people are going to be up on that outstairs, um, upstairs balcony, um, I, I would want to cap that at 10.30 like we did cultivar, um, just for an interest of the fact that there's um, you know, residential up the hill noise does carry. Um, otherwise, um, I, I really am struggling here with the findings. I, I find it um, to the same point from from both Commissioner Lux and I, um, you know Mr. Rex is saying that we this has been done down the street, but El, El Portal is a very, very different location. It's almost protected. Um, it's almost not really even a street. So I think they they're just they're lucky to be in that location. I think it affords them the opportunity to expand the way that they did. Um, and uh, I, I just think this this location, and um, it, it can't bear it. Uh, it. It's very congested. And pushing pushing the sidewalk out, I think Commissioner Luxembourg kind of used the word that was, it's, it's privatizing that sidewalk in a way that's really going to um, kind of burden the surroundings and, uh, and, and pedestrians. So um, I have a safety concern as well um, with that bike lane. Um, so so I, would, I would hope we can see an, a fully engrossed project with an interior come back. Um, I, don't, I don't think we intend to piecemeal this, but I, would, I just want to go on the record for the applicant and Mr. Rex to real, I mean, your, your um, facade is great. I would support the balcony, support your colors. Um, I support all your signage, um, but I, I am not supporting that outdoor dining um, the way it stands today. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you, Graf. Chair Feller. Thank you very much. Uh, Commissioner Graf. Thank you, Chair Feller. <clears throat> um, well, first of all, I, I think the project is looking really good. I like the um, building colors. I'm very glad to see they change to a little softer uh, color. Um, 
Uh, that's exactly what I was going to recommend, and that's exactly what was done. So, um, good. Um, <clears throat> the um, signage, I have an um, issue with the, uh, the applied plaque signs on the face of the building. Uh, I think that makes it uh, look busy and, um, frankly, just not up to quality. I would rather see uh, some really nice three-dimensional or, or not heavily three-dimensional, but applied letters right on the uh, uh, right on the building. I think it would look much, much better uh, and be less cluttered and certainly would be as readable. Um, <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, yeah, it's mainly about the signage. Um, I'm not having such a struggle with the uh, with the dining uh, um, concept. Uh, actually, I think it's pretty well thought out and probably would work pretty well. Um, I. Uh, <clears throat> um, I just don't know what else to say about it, except that I uh, I don't have any major quarrel with it. I, I certainly would uh, certainly understand some of the concerns, and you know they're probably valid. So generally speaking, I I like the project. I like the I like the building. I like the looks of it. I like the balcony. I I think that whole part of it is um, excellent. So that's about it at this point. Okay. All right. Thank you, Commissioner Graff. Uh, Vice Chair Junius. Thank you, Chair Peller. Um, yeah, I think this all comes down to the what's going to happen in the right of way on that sidewalk. Um, I'm fully on board with the advance of the design, the colors. Uh, you know, it all looks great. Uh, um, I, I think I probably fall more in Commissioner Graff's camp. I there's you know this is really really tough one. I. I Fully understand and respect Commissioner Luxembourg and Commissioner Saad's position, um, but I also think it's you know it's just a, it's a tough one. Um, you know this business is you know almost a victim of its own success. If there was just a bigger place, <laughs> you know it would, but there isn't. Um, and the only way this can work is with some uh, adjustment to the right of way. Um, so I you know I, I'm very much on the fence, but I, I certainly. Uh, again, I agree with Commissioner Graff. I think this could work, um, but uh, you know, let's keep the discussion going. Okay. Um, just a couple of my comments to share with you. I, um, um, I, I would add in terms of some of the findings, this is not consistent with the general plan in terms of basic circula circulate, circulation and transportation. Um, uh, and I, there's, there is not a world I could support this. I actually think it would be a little bit irresponsible of the Planning Commission to recommend to the City Council to approve such a such an encroachment and create such precedent. Uh, it is not consistent with what our general plan is. It's not consistent with what our downtown district and historic district, which this is on the edge of, um, um, is, is de defines. Um, it's also in complete contravention with the proposed parklet program, which I know that Mr. Rex is aware of and is commented on publicly in the town hall. So um, I, I don't think I could I could make the findings. So you know I'm, I'm just adding to Commissioner Luxembourg's 
uh, list of the findings that he can't make, and I would just add to that the general plan. I know, Magda, you referenced a couple other issues with the general plan where you find it consistent, but it is not consistent overall with, uh, with what our general plan update um, from 2020 is. So I, I, cannot, I cannot support this, this project. Um, I want to make it very clear on the record, there is an approved permit on this project. Um, our decision this evening is not impacting the applicant's ability to complete the work that has already been approved and permitted. It is not impacting their business as it relates to the approved permit and the ongoing work there. Um, I too take issue with getting projects like this that are significant because they're downtown uh, piecemealed. It, it's, it's probably not the best way to get the best product. And um, I would just ask which is all I can do is ask that that maybe that be rethought um, moving forward, um, but you know I'm I, I can't I can't approve this project tonight and I would move to deny it in fact. So let me ask um, Commissioner Graff or Vice Chair Junius if they have any further thoughts on this since I I know you were both on the fence. Push your graph. <laughs> um, yeah, why don't you start? <laughs> okay. Well, I I would have a hard time um, supporting a a resolution for denial uh, because I, I I do think that it's all in all a pretty good project. Um, I would uh, and I agree that that um, seeing these projects develop piecemeal uh, is it's problematic. Um, however, um, in many cases, uh, these are improvements and, and the projects are better because of it. So, but I would, uh, I would prefer uh, a continuance of some sort to try to resolve the issues uh, surrounding the outdoor dining. Um, maybe there's another solution in there, or maybe there's some modification of the existing design, but but basically, uh, I still feel that it's it's a it's a it's a good approach, and, and I don't find that it's um, at least from my view, I don't see it as being so problematic. So, um, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see uh, a little more development of the concept um, before actually denying it. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Um, I you know I, uh, I and I'd also be curious what the applicant thinks because cl clearly we've got three commissioners that feel pretty strongly uh, their position and um, at this point a continuance to you know I mean I, you know I hate to go around and round and round another study session or or even even keep speaking at this hearing now and try to understand because um, again I um, I like I say I I. Kind of think it works. Um, I I agree. It's a it's a bit of a stretch. This is a this is a crowded part of Bridgeway. Um, there are right of way issues. There are public safety issues. Um, but you know, it, unless Commissioner Luxemburger Sod or or Chair Feller are, are like, there's just no way they they'd support the basic idea. You know, maybe uh, we can continue to talk about it and to work through the details. Um, but. Yeah, but I don't want to waste everybody's time if, if, if yeah. this is a 
a dead letter for at least three of the commissioners, then we should just move on. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. Okay, I pre appreciate that. Um, and I know that we all uh, always strive for some sort of um, compromise um, from the dais in, in a manner that also doesn't, um, is not punitive to, to an applicant. But I'm, I'm pretty firm on this outdoor dining. There is no world where I can support that type of an encroachment permit on city property and rerouting traffic, uh, pedestrian or otherwise. Uh, th there's, I cannot support that. I absolutely cannot. Uh, this applicant, again, is more than welcome to wait for the proposed parklet program to be actually approved. Um, but again, the principles that this represents is also in total contravention to that, let alone the general plan that we also are here to uphold. It. And, and I, I cannot, this, this really is an assault to both of those things. Um, and there, there needs to be, they, they can come back if they would like with another design um, that actually could include the interior. And so it's getting all approved at once. But I think that the whole idea of this outdoor terrace and rerouting pedestrian traffic and encroaching on, on the sidewalk this way has got to be abandoned now. That's how strongly I feel about that piece of it. Not that there isn't merit to other parts of what is being shown to us tonight, but I think we must abandon that. Commissioner Luxembourg, what are your thoughts? Well, hearing hearing uh, the comments from uh, Commissioner Junius and Commissioner Graff, I, I think uh, there's a, under no circumstance can I support uh, moving moving the sidewalk in this case unless we were to take out the parking all along Bridgeway and and widen it all the, the entire way, and then then we could do that. But I don't think I want to do it for just one property. Um, so I would. In order, I, I think if I understand how we have to do in the denial is we're going to request staff to prepare a resolution for denial and that would come up at our next meeting. So why don't I throw this idea out as a compromise? Uh, we should ask the staff to prepare that resolution for denial for the next meeting. Uh, between now and then, hopefully the architect can finish the layout of the inside and what they want to do uh, with our comments, knowing that uh, they're not going to get approval for an encroachment permit on the sidewalk, and maybe they develop a parklet or a concept plan, and you know, or whatever, and they come back because there are. I think we do need to approve the colors on the outside, and there's not a real way to bifurcate this. So, if we were to continue this till our our next meeting, uh, with the understanding that the staff prepares a recommendation for denial. But at that meeting, if they come in with an alternative plan, which maybe it's a parklet and they finalize the inside, then we can work with them to, so that they can finish the construction. I mean, I'm amazed they're under construction and they don't know what the inside's gonna look like and they're not sure what the outside's gonna look like. So I'm not sure why they started construction, but uh, I wasn't here on the first hearings and I do strongly encourage anyone listening on future projects Figure out what you want inside. Figure out what you want outside, and you know, occasionally things change. But you know, um, this is the, of these plans. The study session is post-pandemic, so that really was not a function of of, of these constant changes of the co colors or whatever. But again, I'm supportive of the balcony and the colors. So anyway, so I guess my 
my suggestion is we we recommend uh, a, a denial and for the staff to come back with a resolution for denial but we continue this to our next meeting and during that time if they come in with a, a an alternative plan then then they don't have to resubmit and uh, this and this thing is still open i don't want to force them to close this and then resubmit i just they could just revise anyways that's my thoughts so real quick on that before i let the other commissioners comment is uh, yes thank you sergio i have a question for you about um what commissioner luxembourg has laid out um regarding a continuance because that puts it to a date certain and i'm not so sure i'm comfortable with that either um because i, I don't want to perpetuate piecemeal things in front of us so so Sergio can you help under, walk us through how how this could work with what Commissioner Luxembourg has laid out and then let's hear from the other commissioners so you know either the Commission can direct that the project be denied and a resolution be prepared denying the project tonight in which case you know that would be something that you know we'd prepare the final resolution for the grounds that you identify and I believe Commissioner Luxembourg identified a number of grounds, as did you, Chair Feller, with respect to the uh, consistency with the general plan. Um, alternatively, the suggestion that this item be continued, you know, obviously, if the item is continued, you invite the applicant to prepare revisions to the project for your consideration. That would mean that you would likely need to reopen the public hearing, you know, consider the project as revised, you know, to the extent that there are revisions, you know, allow public comment, um, you know, and, and so, you know, with respect to that option, you know, I think it would benefit the applicant and also staff in terms of their analysis of any sort of revised project, you know, what sort of direction the commission is willing to give with respect to what sort of revisions they would be willing to entertain, uh, particularly with respect to the issue it sounds like the main stumbling block here is the issues of the encroachment agreement and issues pertaining to use of the public right-of-way. Um, but taking those issues aside, you know, is the commission willing to consider the remainder of the project and does that need to be changed? Um, okay. Um, well, let, let's hear from a couple other commissioners. So don't, don't go far, Sergio. Um, yes, Vice Chair Junius. Thank you. At the risk of, of extending this into the, into the evening here, you know, when um, I, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, part of the real problem here is that the, the bump out that's being proposed really it is a, you know, it is just in front of this, uh, you know, this property owner and, and for the benefit of this store. Um, I mean, I personally, given the fact that there's a gigantic parking lot across the street, the loss of a handful of street spaces in front of this store and then on either side, you know, to me is, is irrelevant and would, I would be very supportive of a, a broader, uh, you know, widening of the sidewalk, you know, on either side of the store. Maybe obviously I don't think, you know, we're gonna ask this applicant to like pay for the whole sidewalk down Bridgeway. But, you know, when you really look at how Bridgeway works, there, there's only a, that that's, there's only this strip of Bridgeway where there's street parking, right? That, again, we are, we are heavily parked in Sausalito, especially downtown. We've got plenty of places for people to pull in and park. So the loss of parking spaces um, shouldn't, I don't think it certainly doesn't trouble me. And if, you know, if we can deal with the public safety issue that, that Commissioner Luxembourg has raised, you know, bollards, you know, uh, on the extended sidewalk or something to, you know, I, I agree when the, when the sidewalk starts to bulb out, people, you know, cut corners and, and they find themselves a lot closer to traffic than, than they would be otherwise. And under the current 
um, configuration, you know, maybe there's a way to, to, you know, address some of the, those kind of pedestrian safety issues. Because, I mean, the way it works right now is you walk in, you know, the, the, the parking a car on the street actually does protect the pedestrians, right? Because if, if a car runs into a car that's parked, you're not going to run over a pedestrian. I do understand, you know, Commissioner Luxembourg and Commissioner Sods and your concern, Commissioner Feller or Chair Feller, about this issue. But there's got to be a way to fix that. I mean, you know, and whether it's a, I mean, I personally think, frankly, at the other end of the spectrum on the on the parklet side, sometimes those parklets seem a little, and they're everywhere, all over the Bay Area now. And I, I find occasionally sitting in a parklet on a busy street, not too safe, right? I'm sitting in a chair with traffic whizzing by me, right? And so that's that's where this proposal actually works better. The people that are actually sitting and eating food are, are safe and they're farther in. You're, we're just, we're making compromises here one way or the other. Um, I, I do think this is solvable. Um, and I'd be curious, you know, about about expanding the project to some extent by removing a few more parking spaces on either side and maybe putting some bollards up or some type of cool, you know, you know, pedestrian safety feature. Um, uh, if, you know, again, if the applicants would be willing to even entertain that, I know that just it's just more money out of, out of, out of their pocket. So, um, anyway, those are my thoughts. Okay, Commissioner um, Stodd. Um, I think that it's it's very hard to design from the from. I think we need to move away from trying to find the solutions up here. That's not to be um, inequitable to the applicant. Um, I think we've sometimes gone down the road of um, trying to find solutions. I, I think we're all on board with a lot of the proposed changes. If I'm hearing us all correctly, we're okay with colors. There might be a question on the signs, but I think overall um, the sticking point, like um, Sergio mentioned really is what's happening down on the sidewalk. And I think it's going to be really difficult to try to amend that here and now. I think that needs to be the job of the architect. Um, and I think that we um, we need to not try to solution for that now. I, I wouldn't be opposed to a continuance um, if that is more helpful to staff and, um, and the applicant overall. Uh, but I think where it stands today, I'm, I'm not comfortable with um, I'm not comfortable with moving forward as is. I also think just to um, Commissioner Junius's point, um, I think you're right in terms of the safety of the diners, but what this is proposing, um, there's protection there, but putting the pedestrians to come out into the street, now you're, now you're losing the protection for the pedestrians. And we're in busy season, it's already slammed downtown again, which is great, um, it's great to see, but you've got people on bikes, you've got our our, our renters of bikes who don't know the rules. You've got European tourists in the street. You've got locals trying to get down there. So it's um, you're you're creating a safety in one area potentially for for their diners, but you're opening up a risk um, for everybody else, and, and that's my concern. Um, uh, excuse me, Commissioner Sud. We see the hands, but we're in the middle of deliberation right now. So hold on. Um, sorry, Commissioner. Uh, um, that's okay. That's that's where I'm at. I think. Um, Personally, I'd go with a resolution for denial this evening, um, unless we can sort out some kind of continuance. Um, but I, I don't want to try to redesign. I think Mr. Rex um, has a lot of skill to, to potentially to do that himself here in our direction. Okay, thank you for that. Um, Commissioner Graff, any additional thoughts? Mm. <clears throat> Only that I'm 
um, I, I do agree with Commissioner Junius's um, uh, comments about this. I, I, I think it's workable. Um, <clears throat> however, uh, I, I would support a continuance because I'd like to see it solved. I, I wouldn't want to uh, um, deny the project and and then <laughs> because can you can you deny part of it and 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 okay some of it like the building colors and the signs for example i'd rather um this project come back with with um with a with a solution to the dilemma that people find themselves in mm -hmm. um so uh, i don't know what that is um uh, as as i said i I do feel that the that the concept that's been advanced is sound, uh, just maybe just not there yet. <clears throat> I'd be interested to see um, what the applicant and and uh, Michael Rex have to say, but I'd like to see it continued. Okay, um, we also know that this applicant is coming back no matter what with a different request for a permit. So hearing yeah. it again, it sounds to me inevitable. So I would be in the camp to um, support a motion to deny this request this evening. Um, the applicants had the benefit of hearing some of the input on the other elements about color, flags, balconies, signage, um, that, that they can then take along with staff support into their future request anyway, since we know it's gonna happen no matter what. I think that, um, you know, th this, again, it defies any basic urban planning principle. It, it defies the general plan that we are here to uphold. We are the line of first defense on that. We can't look the other way. Um, you know, uh, this, this is in contravention to the proposed parklet program uh, that yes, it is not ratified. Yes, that's absolutely true, but um, it's probably about 95% there, and so we're, we're, it's not going to take a, a huge left turn away from what it is today. It just needs to be refined. So, I think you know that's a lot of reasons that this should probably be denied, and then allow allow the applicant to let go of the idea and then focus on what they need need to do to get their interior renovation proposal to align with what the exterior proposal is. I don't think I've heard anybody who's completely against the color or the balcony or, or what have you. So that's all good news. Um, so that's, I, I would support a motion to deny at this point. Um, I think it's a cleaner way to allow this applicant to come back with what they need to come back with. And chair, as, as I understand it from the planning director, the, the other pending application entirely concerns um, interior improvements or for the most part concerns interior improvements that doesn't include certain exterior changes to the facade here that are being presented to the commission. I, I would recommend that you recognize the applicant to see if that they would like yeah. to try to consolidate these two applications and have them considered at once because I would say that they are entitled to a decision on the exterior changes that they are seeking right now. So. For sure, we yeah. usually do that once we're finished deliberating. We always ask the applicant. Um, uh, Chair Fowler, can I ask uh, uh, Mr. Reardon, uh, you're not saying we can bifurcate this, though, 
well. We've always been told we can't bifurcate this. Um, I'm not sure I understand what you mean by bifurcate, but well, we can't approve the the facade changes and deny the dining facility tonight. Can we? We would have to deny the application before us, and they would come back with something else. And that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to clarify. I'm not exactly sure I understand, you know, why it would be improper to, to approve one permit that pertains to some discrete scope of work and deny some other, you know, uh, permit or encroachment agreement that pertains to a different scope of work. Um, I have seen those decisions made by planning commissions in the past. Um, typically, it's difficult to parse a project in that way. And that's the reason why it's difficult to bifurcate a decision. I'm not saying it's impossible. Um, yeah, Ms. Wagner on other things that we've tried to do this before and she's told us no. So maybe the, the facts were different in those cases. Uh, my only thought is if they don't have the outdoor, if they don't have the outdoor adorning as proposed and they go back to the ramp or the, uh, or the interior thing, then the interior changes, then the windows change, then the facade changes. So as much as we could probably agree on the colors, uh, we can't approve a plan for the outside until we know what the layout is with this ramp. So we, we have that issue. Yeah, and that, that, that issue that a lot of the improvements may be interrelated, that is actually one of the reasons why bifurcation is typically difficult, why you, right. it's difficult to approve one permit but deny others. Okay. Um, any other comments from the commission? Any other further deliberations? Commissioner Side, did you have your hand up? I, I was just going to say, I think um, bifurcating, I, I think we're asking them not to come piecemeal. I think it's going to make it even more complicated to, to try to tear this apart. I think painting is far away. So um, noting that we're all on board with the colors, I think we don't want to surprise them on the next round and suddenly say we're not. So I feel like we could just go on record saying that that looks good. Um, but I would avoid us bifurcating anything. Okay. Okay. All right. Any other final thoughts or comments? Um, uh, otherwise, just, yes, Mr. Gard. Just kind of a technical question. Um, <clears throat> it sounds to me like like um, there's probably three votes for denial, um, and uh, so as I said, <laughs> it's a little confusing because if I do not support the motion for denial does that mean what does that mean in it's terms of a vote it's just a score of a vote um yeah 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 i know but but um uh how do i say it um well i, I guess i would say that that as I said, my my preference would be for continuance to try to work out the bugs of this overall yeah. project. And if that's not in the cards, uh, then okay. So, um, Commissioner Graf, just to maybe help, I mean, bear in mind that this applicant has a fully approved permit. So there's nothing holding them up from building, you know, at, at this time, no, nothing. Holding yeah. them up from that. If they elect to make changes, then that's at their election. But there's the, fundamentally, they have an approved permit. They confirmed at our last hearing in February that it, 
you know, it's a viable business. There's, there's nothing about this that affects their business or ability to run. So this is just um, not, not that this isn't important, but that we are not holding them up. And I just want to make sure that that's absolutely clear. Um, okay. Vice Chair Junis, did you have your hand up? I did, just to real, just to kind of wrap it up and get a little bit more into the weeds here. I, again, I, I know we're going to hear from the applicant team here in a second uh, and get their thoughts about you know which way they'd like to go. I, I always think some, you know, my my preference in the world that I, I swim in usually, you know, you, you want to avoid a denial at all costs if you're the applicant, and it's you know simply because if you get some time to go back and amend, revise, change your permit, and bring it back, you know maybe that's just you know, that's a, that's a different way to get to where, you know, um, some of the commissioners want to be here without flat out denying the permit. So I would just, I would just kind of, hopefully we can leave that uh, door open a little bit, possibly a continuance if there's, if it would result in the same thing, um, you know, so uh, and that's just a thought. So that's all yeah. I have. Well, I, I agree. That. Yeah, I mean, we always do try to find that, um, you know, a lot of these same comments were made at the study session though. So unfortunately they weren't necessarily um, taken into account. So there are no other comments at this time. Let me let me ask um, the applicant to come come back up here. I know um, Mr. Ives, you're there with your hand, patiently with your hand up. Um, you've heard the conversations and comments from the, the commission. Do you have any, any comments at this time or thoughts? Or? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, I ask that you did not that you do not deny the project. Um, I uh, ask you to continue the project. Um, um, but I wanna give you uh, some clarity on some of the comments I heard and I'll keep it brief. Um, I, I too dislike piecemeal design. It makes it a lot more complicated. There's two good reasons why this is coming back. First of all, uh, what you approved last time was ugly. Okay, period. And I'm, I'm not blaming anybody. Uh, I think it got designed by committee. Uh, and uh, so I'm coming in late in the day after construction began and trying to bring it back to you, okay? Seeking your help to make it look better and work better for everybody, all right? Uh, and uh, uh, in terms of piecemeal, uh, we've, uh, we are focused on the exterior uh, ahead of the interior because we want to take that awful plywood superstructure down as soon as we can, okay? Everything else is going to be inside. If we can get the facade approved, we can finish the facade and take all that plywood superstructure down so it'll look better downtown, okay? Because currently that temporary structure is pretty horrible. Um, if we're delayed in, and we need to detail that cornice, we need to detail that balcony. Uh, and if I don't know I have that approved, that superstructure is gonna stay up a much longer, okay? Um, I also want you to know that we're very cognizant of the concern of piecemeal design such that the interiors we're proposing in no way whatsoever change the exterior with one exception. That would be the case if you approved our outdoor dining terrace as proposed. Obviously, we got a problem there in, in getting a majority vote. 
So the handicap ramp, if we can't raise that terrace and you know, we're gonna be stuck with that handicap ramp, because I don't think Michael's gonna wanna stay with losing a third of the storefront. And I don't think we should expect somebody in a wheelchair to get in a wheel, uh, uh, an elevator to go up 15 inches, that's torture. Or, and, and whoever suggested hiding the front door um, uh, made a mistake that needs correction. Now, if that, if that um, handicap ramp uh, isn't uh, integrated with the raised terrace, well, then it begs the question, what, how's that work out? Now, I personally think the city has an obligation to allow a handicap ramp on the sidewalk because they're the ones that lowered the sidewalk. I also have the point of view that I think it's rather odd that uh, in this case, we can't expect uh, pedestrians to walk around an outdoor sidewalk cafe when the two restaurants just uh, to the uh, uh, south of us, where you have to do exactly that. Of course, the difference is sidewalk jogs. But I, I have a real hard time trying to understand the safety problem of putting a sidewalk next to a bike lane. I could show you throughout urban designs everywhere that that is not a strange juxtaposition, okay? What is unsafe is putting diners right next to a travel lane, and that's what we're trying to fix. Um, what I'd like to suggest on safety, because that's coming up as a big issue, if you would grant us a continuance, I would like to consult with some traffic engineers who are experts on such matters and see what they have to say. Uh, it might help inform all of us about whether this is a serious issue or not. Is it perception or is it fact? I think we need to pin, you know, study that more to answer that question. And a continuance will give it that opportunity. Another reason I wish to ask for, a con or I do ask for a continuance, is if you deny it, we have to start all over again. We have a 30-day deemed complete application process. We have to pay the fee all over again. And for what? It just punishes us. When a continuance does exactly the same thing as one of the commissioners just pointed out, thank you very much, that it buys us time to address the concerns that are raised. I respect those concerns and they warrant um, um, a thoughtful response. And a continuance will give us that opportunity. And I even suggest a date uncertain because I don't know how long it'll take for us to respond and get input from experts. Um, so with that, I ask that you continue it to a date uncertain. We heard you, give us a chance to respond without denying the project. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Lappert, did you have anything to add to that? Oh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Am I unmuted? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, of course I have something to add to it. I can't help myself. I just want to make sure that the commissioners understand that the one cons constant term that was used was piecemeal. There's nothing piecemeal about this. The menu that you see in that restaurant today will be the exact same menu that will be there next year and the year after. Nothing is changing. The only thing that's changing on the interior is I wanted, I, I wanted to get rid of that ridiculous idea of making somebody get in an elevator to go up 15 inches. That's absurd. And the only way we could do that was with a ramp, which we have to do because the city put us in a position where we have to. If we, if we were dealing before they lowered the sidewalk, we would be having to talk about a six inch step. Now we have to talk about a much steeper one, which means a ramp. A ramp stuck to the side of that building with a parklet on the other side of the sidewalk is hideous. 
I can't, I don't know how else to say that. It's ugly. I, I'm a person who's driven by aesthetics. That's the reason why I decided to spend a hell of a lot more money and hire Michael Rex to provide something that's pretty. That was the whole idea of this. We are not the only person that you've allowed to raise a, a sidewalk for so the quote unquote personal use. Topeka's sidewalk is raised for their benefit. Their seating area is raised above the sidewalk height. The reason they did that is for the same reason we need to do it. So that they, customers can get inside. So, so please, just I just I hate seeing a decision made on incorrect assumptions. The idea of piecemeal, we had an architect before who had some serious personal problems, and so therefore we had to part ways. Michael Rex came in, and this is what he proposed when he saw the, the terrible thing that was like, in his words, designed by committee. I allowed myself to be have my project designed by one of the members of the panel at that time who had his own ideas, and we came up with that ugly thing that you see before you. So that's why we wanted to redo it and make it nice. So that's what we got today. I'm, I'm hoping that you can allow Michael to do what he needs to do to, to get that done. Uh, I think a parklet is a terrible idea. It impedes traffic. The place there is busy. When you get the tables filled and people waiting in line, the sidewalk will be obstructed. That's why we want to put the pedestrians away from the diners. So they don't buy, so they don't split the, the 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 customers in half. That was the whole purpose of that. So anyway, that's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, let's bring it back up here um, to the to the dais. Um, yes, Commissioner Luxembourg. I'm very troubled by this. Uh, I I'm hearing what the applicant just said. And they're, I, I'm what I'm what, between the lines. I'm hearing they're going to get engineers to come in and tell us why the, their yeah. plan is better. And I'm I'm very frustrated by that. I was on board possibly with the continuance, but now I'm not because they 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 just told us they're not going to do a parkway, and they we need the seating. They're not going to do a parkway. This is a terrible idea. We've we've already told them it's a terrible idea. And I am very frustrated by this piecemeal stuff. They, if they, they I, I don't want to de design from the dais. If we did that before, then we did that. But I don't think that's a good thing. If they, they have a elevator inside, they don't need the ramp. They have that approval. If they don't like that and they didn't want that, then they should have withdrawn the project at that point and came in with the ramp. If they don't like the ramp, then, then you know, the, the, the site's tough. Maybe. There, there are vacancies elsewhere in downtown. Maybe they want to go to a place where, where they have more room to be able to do what they want to do. Yeah. So I, 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 I think we're going around in circles. I think we need to deny this so that they can come in and figure out whether they want a ramp or not want a ramp. And they, we don't really know if they don't have the outside dining, and clearly the boats aren't there for that, then, then they either want to do a ramp or they don't. If they, it's in in the layout of the inside affects whether they have a ramp or not. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have a ramp. It affects what they do inside because they can get rid of this little lobby inside. So they should go back and figure out what they want the inside and outside to be. Given that they're not gonna get uh, seats uh, more than a couple against the building, because uh, if they're not doing a parklet, they'll have a couple tables against the building and that'll be it. Or they'll come back with a parklet. But I mean. I, you know, I, I think we're, that continuing it is not 
solving the problem because they're going to come back and they're going to hire an engineer to tell us they think it's safe. And uh, so I'm, I think we should just deny this and, 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 and they have a permit. They can keep building with the permit that they have and then come in with something that works, have the inside architect and outside architect, which appears to both be Michael Rex right now, figure out without, uh, without a raised dining area, uh, how is he going to solve the handicap problem? And I don't know about this thing about public works of lowering the sidewalk. I don't, I don't quite understand that. But, okay. You know, I, I don't know when. Does anybody know when the public works lowered the sidewalk? It's it, always. It doesn't matter. I mean, no time recently. It does. It doesn't really matter. What I've never I seen mean, it other than this. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my. Those are my thoughts. I would. I. I, I would suggest we we move to have the yeah. staff come back with a uh, resolution for denial. Yeah. Okay. I, I would support that. I'm a little frustrated by the response we got. I don't need engineers to explain all the different reasons why this doesn't work. And in the study session, there were actually two options that they showed us. I, I, I looked at the video again today and watched it. And this this one that we're seeing tonight, you know, not everybody, but the majority of, of commissioners did not take to it. I think everybody was supportive of of the ramp, I believe. I believe that's correct, but there was more support for it. So I, I, I think that we need to make a clean cut here and and allow them to move on. If they want to change the design, that's up to them. Uh, that's that's their absolutely their prerogative. Um, um, but they have an approved permit. They have the ability to continue to build. They have the ability to continue to complete this project and and be open for operation. So there's absolutely nothing that we're doing tonight that's denying them anything of, of that sort. Um, any other comments from any other commissioners um, just by a show of hands? Or I'm happy to entertain a motion. Uh, I'll move that we uh, ask the staff to come back with a recommended uh, uh, a resolution for denial based on, and they can read it back in the, in the video, all of the findings that I said, as long as the finding on the general plan that you added to your plan. So I think at a, at a minimum, it's A, C, D, E, J, M. And I think there are a couple others, but I've got to look back at the document. Um, I've got J and M for the design review. I've got H for the MUP, and I've got A, B, C, D, and E for the encroachment. Okay. So staff, do you have note of that? Yes, I do. Is there a second? I'll second. Okay. Are there any other motions on the floor? Uh, I'm gonna move to continue. Okay. Is there a second to continue? I'll continue, uh, I'll second that motion. Okay. So Dan, can you take um, a vote count for continuance and then we'll take a vote count for denial? Rashad? Sorry, this is this is to continue? No. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Luxembourg? No. Uh, Vice Chair Junius? Yes, on continuance. Chair Feller? No. Motion does not carry three to two. Okay, can you please take a vote count for a motion for denial? Uh, Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? No. Commissioner Luxembourg? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? No. Chair Feller? Yes. Motion carries to deny. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Um, 
let's go ahead and move on to item 6C this evening and over to you, Dan. Uh, hold on, let me write that down. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Chair Fellow, members of the commission. Uh, before you tonight, uh, Dan Holder, Interim Director of Community Development. Before you tonight is 201 Bridgeway Boulevard for an encroachment agreement number 2022-00118. Um, it's for encroachment agreement in the, um, in the Main Street right away. Uh, the scope for tonight includes three three by three by three planter boxes that are handmade from original planking from the Valhalla project, um, from the Valhalla uh, building. They're painted white and they're planted with non-fruit bearing trees. In this case, they're, they're non-fruit bearing olives and they're surrounded by lavender at the base. I gotta share my screen. That would be, that would help. Yeah, I apologize. I was wondering why I wasn't changing anything. <laughs> All right, we can see that. Thanks, Dan. Okay, so I already went through this. So here it is. Here's the site plan. You're looking at the overall site plan and the location of the proposed planters surrounded by uh, the red cloud. Here's a closer view of the proposed placement. The distance from the curb to the lavender is five foot two. That's the, you can see my cursor and my mouse. Uh, that's five foot two from the edge of curb to the, to the opening for the lavender. And it's six foot eight from the, the, the distance from the actual planter to the back of curb. Here's the current conditions of the existing uh, planters uh, on site. Uh, they, were, they were installed already. Um, uh, here you see the lavender and the olive trees. They're three by three lavender, uh, uh, planter boxes. So Public Works uh, analyzed the proposed planters for vehicle site distance. Uh, they they uh, reviewed it for travel, uh, pedestrian travel. Uh, the proposal, they, they looked at it for four feet of travel. The proposal is for five feet, two inches. And they also reviewed it for tree species. Um, in this case, they are the olive trees, fruitless olive trees, as I said. So Public Works does not object to, the allo to allowing these planters to remain in place as long as they're adequately maintained by the property owner and completely with, comply with the following conditions. The property owner shall maintain all landscaping and planter boxes in good condition and shall replace or repair said infrastructure upon request by the city. Uh, planting shall comply with the city's acceptable planting list, including trees, uh, particularly non-fruit non producing olive trees uh, which are allowed uh, watering of the plants identified in the encroachment agreement shall not overflow on the, the sidewalk. Uh, a minimum of four foot sidewalk path of travel shall be maintained at all time. As I mentioned, um, they're providing five foot two inches. Uh, the applicant shall obtain a standard encroachment permit if any maintenance of the planter areas require the closure of the sidewalk area and the planting shall not block site distance for vehicles. And all those conditions are included under Department of Public Works in the resolution as well. Um, positive uh, encroachment green agreement findings. Um, some of the findings include positive aesthetics along Main Street right away. Um, it is minor and does not impede pedestrian access. The encroachments ensure an aesthetically improved right away. They also do not adversely impact access or, or circulation. 
and the improvement does not impede the establishment of, of streets or pedestrian ways. Uh, it is exempt from CEQA uh, under uh, 15304 new gardening and landscaping. And staff recommendation. Uh, the planning commission, our recommendation is that the planning uh, commission adopt resolution to approve the application for an encroachment agreement to allow for the addition of three um, planters in the public right of way uh, along the north side of Main Street. Alternatively, alternatively, the planning commission may continue the hearing for additional information and or project revisions or direct staff to prepare a resolution for denial stating that the specific reasons uh, any one uh, or more of the findings cannot be made. With that, I will stand for questions and the, I did see the applicant in or the property owner in the, um, in the Zoom. Terrific, thank you, Dan. Thank you for the report uh, and the presentation. Um, this would be the time for commissioners to ask staff any uh, questions for clarification. Um, Commissioner Graff, do you have any questions for, for Dan at this time? Um, no, I don't. Thank you. Okay. Commissioner <clears throat> uh, No questions with staff. Okay. Commissioner Saad? No questions. Okay. Vice Chair Junius? No questions. Yeah. I don't have any either. Um, so thank, thank you again. Um, let's go ahead and invite the applicant up here for his presentation. I see uh, Dr. Chef is in our audience. If we could unmute him or co-host him, you'll have, I think you've done this before, uh, doctor, you've got 15 minutes for a presentation and uh, hopefully you can see the timer clock up on, on the screen. So I'll hand that over to you. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, hopefully you're not tired of seeing me yet. Um, this reminds me of the old days when we were trying to get approval and every two weeks I was in front of the planning commission and uh, my wife saw the timer and she almost had a panic attack tonight. So <laughs> from the old days where we were doing it all the time. Um, first of all, I want to uh, thank you for your time. I apologize for putting the planters out. I'll give a brief history and I'll respect your time uh, this evening. But if, if you all remember, that was a very ugly nine and a half foot wide sidewalk, one of the biggest sidewalks in town. Um, when we were going through planning, obviously it was very long and complicated. Um, we, the city actually recommended maybe I should put some trees over there. It might make it nicer. I thought that was a wonderful idea. Uh, what, as we started finalizing and starting uh, getting our permits and everything, I went back to Danny and Calvin, who were the planners at the time and the head of planning. Um, and I shared with them, I was a little concerned that the grading might look a little too industrial with the bus pull out. And they said, you know, it, we, we could visit it again later. Um, and I kind of left it at that. I didn't realize there was a need for an encroachment permit since we already had trees there and all of that. So that's how we got to where we are now. Um, basically the decision to use those planters came once the bus pullout was built, as I, I hope you've all seen, it's, it's really industrialized this area and this is a home and there's homes near us and next to us. Um, so we were hoping to soften it by putting uh, planters and making it more vegetative on, around the property to kind of take away from that big bus pullout that's been built there. The grading just didn't accomplish that. Um, you know, it's very downtown industrial look. Um, also, there's a shortage of that grading as well. So, you know, supply chains is part of that as well. We had these beautiful, we built about 28 of those planters in different sizes. 
that's all the old ceiling from the Valhalla. So, you know, everyone's had dinner under that wood. Uh, we saved all of it, stored it on site. We built those planters, uh, you know, laboriously rebuilt. I mean, it was just painting all of those planters took about five weeks with a crew of three guys. I mean, it, it's so much work to build these things. We picked olive trees because uh, we thought just having different fruit trees that are on the plants might not be pretty in that area. Uh, the reason we picked the olive trees is if you look closely with next time you're at that area, it's very, it was thought out quite a bit. It's, they're light green with a silver. And if you look at the bay on most days with the wind, it is a light green with silver. So it mimics that. Olive trees do well in the wind. This is Hurricane Gulch. And you also have the side effect of the wind coming, it brings the trees alive. So there's, there, it makes the whole area alive instead of it just being big leaves that are being blown on. It's, it's small glimmers of shimmering uh, hope, I told my wife when, we were, when they went in. Um, they're not trimmed. There's, you know, we, we still have to trim everything and perfect everything. Everything's just put in roughly now. Um, but that's, that's how we got to the planters. I thought it was a nice, Part of the history i'll probably put a plaque on the planters once we're all done so they know it's part of the original building um and i i thought it's a nice solution to make it not so industrial over there next to the bus pull out um that's that's the information i have in the backstory to it and i'm happy to answer any questions um oh i'll also add um it is five foot two but they don't include the curb but you know the walking distance is five and a half feet uh, and then it does expand to nine and a half feet really quickly around those. So, you know, it's, it's more than is allowed on Bridgeway from what I learned on the last talk. So hopefully we can approve this and continue finishing the project. Thank you for your time. Great. Thank you so much, Doctor. I'll make note that we've got 11 minutes and five seconds left. If, if you want to use that time um, after we ask you some questions and take public comments. So thank you very much for that. Um, so this would be the time for commissioners to ask you any questions. Um, Commissioner Luxembourg, do you want to start us off? Okay, I just have one quick question. I'm a little confused now. The, uh, you keep talking about the industrial nature of the bus stop. The, the bus stop is on is on second, not on main. So I'm I'm very confused. Uh, you're right, Commissioner Luxembourg. It's it's that whole corner. It's I. The bus stop ended up being a little more commercial looking than I thought it would because it's in concrete and putting metal grades right around that as you drive down Bridgeway. Uh, the Valhalla has, uh, has always been kind of at, at the bottom of this amphitheater of houses at Hurricane Gulch. It's kind of the, the jewel in that area. Um, and as you come down Bridgeway, as you come down Alexander and then onto Second Street and the Valhalla opens up, it's, it's a big, bus stop now and we're going to soften it up with lavender and rosemary along that area but if you look on the corner if i felt if we put metal grating on main street adjacent to that it would be a little too commercial that's what i meant by that uh, okay um, uh, all right i'll save my rest of my comments for when we get to that part thank you for that answer Commissioner Luxembourg, is, would looking at the site plan again help help you get orientated? You look like you might. Well, no, I, I mean, I, 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 this thing is 520 feet from my house. I, I know where this is. Uh, there are, you have planners on, on 2nd Street too, yeah. right? Is that correct? Yes, we do, but that's on my property. Right, I understand that. Yeah. So I, that's why I was confused because those are, 
or your property and they, they soften the bucks to whatever. But this is around the corner from that. So uh, I, I've been there dozens of times. So I, I, know, I know it well, Chair Fellers. So okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm all set. Thank you. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Um, Commissioner Graff. No question. Thank you. Commissioner Saad. <coughs> no question. Vice Chair Junius. No question. I, I just had a quick question and that is, are, are these olive trees, I know olive trees grow slowly, but are they gonna, are they the dwarf kind? Or are they gonna outgrow those planters or split those planters? No, they're not. The, they're not the dwarf type. But uh, if you if you look at olive trees, uh, like Larkspur Landing, uh, their planters are actually the same size as these, maybe a few inches bigger. Uh, for some of them, um, they should they should do fine. I mean, this this was put in by my landscaper, who's very experienced with this. Uh, what we did with, to preserve the planters was instead of planting directly into the planter with a liner where the moisture goes into the wood constantly because there's no air circulating, we put a tub in so there's air that could circulate. So the planters with regular painting should last forever. Great. Okay. And then any kind of irrigation, I'm assuming, is being fed from behind, like off the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all from Bohalla, yes. Yeah. Coming in from inside. Right, I, I appreciate that, and I, I like uh, like the idea of where those planters came from. So thank you for thank that. Thank you. Um, unless commissioners had any more questions for the applicant, I'm going to go ahead and open this up for public comment. Um, so if anyone in the public would like to make comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application or press star nine on your cell phone. Um, I'm not seeing anybody in the public, of course, other than us, but. Um, yeah. Somebody wanted to dial in. Okay, let's go ahead and close close public comment. Um, uh, doctor, would you like to make any fi final comments or statements or any any other thoughts you had that you'd like to add? No, just thank you for your time. Okay, thank you. Thank you as well. Um, okay, let's pull it up to our virtual dais. Um, Commissioner Graff, do you wanna start us off? Uh, thank you, Chair Feller. Um, <clears throat> I, don't have any problem with the planters there. I think they look nice. Um, the trees are good there. So um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm able to make the findings uh, for approval. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Saad? I just wanted to note how cool it was that, that the, what was used for the, um, for the planters. I think that's really special. And I think a plaque there would actually be um, that would be great. Um, so I would definitely support that. Otherwise, um, happy to discuss, but I'd, I'd make a motion just to approve. I appreciate the explanation um, as to why they were there without the encroachment permit. So now I'm, I'm all set. I'd be happy to make a motion to approve. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Saad. Um, yes, uh, Director Hortart. I, I just want to uh, clarify, I didn't say this earlier. There was one letter that came in uh, uh, a couple days back. So that was oh. added to the agenda. For Mr. Versace. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think I did see that in my packet. Um, hopefully, everybody else did as well. Thank you for that. Um, Commissioner Luxembourg. Uh, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm having trouble making the findings on this. I. Uh, I think that given the size of the planters, they do diminish the, for finding a the visual and physical enjoyment of the streetscape. I think simple street trees would be better 
I think that the plantings on the moderate are going to start to grow out into the sidewalk and narrow it down. Uh, this is a, a, a where a where to the water. I think that uh, finding C, I don't think the encroachment is necessary. The uh, finding D, the planters as well as the low lying planting at the base do narrow the sidewalk, uh, possibly creating a, a public hazard. Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, these trees are very sort of massive. I don't see the need, especially because we, we want to get to the water. Uh, I, I, it's nice that they came from the, the building itself, but the plaque can go on the planters that are on Second Street. That's why I asked about that. So I, I do agree with the, the comment we got from one of the neighbor neighbors that this is not uh, uh, this is not not necessarily necessary and it, it privatizes this sidewalk. I, I think it makes it feel like the, that sidewalk is not the public realm. It's part of the Bahala property. And so and there's this nice boardwalk that we have. I don't see why we need to clutter it with the planners. So I don't think I can make the findings in this regard. So. Okay. I'm probably in the minority, but it's just it, not just. It, do, it doesn't matter. We, it, your, your comments are just as important as anybody else's. So, so thank you for, for them. Um, Vice Chair Junius. Uh, yeah, that actually surprised me a little bit. Um, I can I can certainly make the findings. I mean, I, I don't think this is. Um, I mean, it is a it it, it it clearly is a part of a pedestrian path of travel around the cool boardwalk that surrounds the Valhalla and gets you back out onto Bridgeway. That said, it's a pretty wide sidewalk. I think there's still plenty of room, and I like the idea of the reuse of the wood. Um, and you know, I, I think it's actually somewhat of a public benefit and kind of creates a little unique. Uh, visual aspect to this kind of stub street on Maine, so I'm supportive. Okay, thank you for that. Um, I I too can make the findings and am supportive of it. I think that um, I I appreciate um, you know the applicant um, taking an initiative to try to beautify that area a little bit. It needed it. Um, I I want to just review some some of the findings though, Dan. I want to make sure. I think in DPW's uh, review, they had a four foot minimum sidewalk clearance. It sounds like um, there's more than that anyway. Yeah. Typically throughout town, we're, we're asking for a five foot minimum. It appears that that would not create any problem for this. I would just like to amend um, uh, conditions of approval to five feet instead of four feet. Okay. Um, if my fellow commissioners would, would be supportive of that. It sounds like the room is there anyway. I just want to make sure it's not further encroached upon. Um, that. And then can you, Dan, can you just remind us about the requirements to keep the, everything pruned? I know if these are new trees, you, you kind of need to let them settle in for at least a year before you start pruning them. But what are the requirements for pruning? Um, the public works is requiring that the, the owner maintain all landscaping and planter boxes in good condition and shall replace or repair said infrastructure. So I'm really, it's limited to maintaining the landscaping and planter boxes in good condition. I think the only thing I would add to that, and I, hopefully this sounds logical to everybody, is, is that any of that vegetation is, is kept pruned back off the public right of way. 
um, within that five feet so you're not sort of ducking around and uh, catching yourself on a limb or anything like that. I mean, I, I think that's going to be, that, that's not a difficult ask anyway, uh, and I hope not, but let's just keep it clean, keep these resolutions clean so there's no problems in the future. Okay. Um, any other thoughts about those, those two requests or any other additional uh, edits that anyone would like to make? May I ask, does the, does the pruning concept that you just brought up, Chair Feller, I mean, I, I walk there almost every day, so I'm familiar with how they're looking now, but to your point about them, sorry, I'm like off and on camera, it's weird lighting today, um, to like any, any concern around uh, views, the view corridor down to the water um, with, with their growth, or is that entangled into the pruning topic? It's a good question. I think it's kind of entangled into the pruning. Um, frankly, these kinds of trees, you know, by the time that they start to impede uh, any view quarters, will probably all be dead and gone because they, they are slow, slow growing. Um, but I, I would just, you know, if, if it's if you maintain that five feet, I think you still have the view quarters. It's a pretty wide. It's a wide, definitely a wide sidewalk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Thank you. I mean, this is actually a better solution than our normal street trees. I was so going to say, I, I prefer it to trees because I think otherwise it would, they could be severely, you know, the water can be blocked. Um, yeah, this is a far better option than normal city street trees. Mm -hmm. Much better. Okay. Okay. Uh, any other comments from commissioners? Okay. Um, doctor, you are you, um, do you find those two uh, amendments acceptable and and are you in agreement with with those i am in agreement um i just know that normally the code is for four feet minimum what i'm a little worried about is is the you know like in larkspur landing when you go and see that you know i could easily keep it clear for people to walk but it may crown a little bit at the top to make the olive tree pretty but at, again i don't think these are going to get that large i don't want to keep them that large yeah. we will trim them back but i mean i think that should be fine i don't see that being an issue. We plan on maintaining everything, so that'll be just part of the maintenance. Yeah, the five feet is on the sidewalk. I mean, you have more than that now, and DPW required four feet, so I figured if we're requiring five pretty much everywhere else and you have the space, it's yeah. not going to okay. create a hardship for you? Sure. Okay. I don't think it'll be a hardship. Okay. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, would anyone like to make a motion? I'll make a motion to approve. Second. Um, thank you. I have the, thank you. Yeah, so it's um, project ID 2022-00118. Thank you. Okay. Okay, Dan, can you please, uh, and that includes those two amendments we just mentioned. Okay. It includes uh, amending the condition of approval from four foot to five foot clear sidewalk. Um, and that, that vegetation be kept pruned back from the right of way. Yep, perfect. Okay. All right, can you please take roll call? Commissioner Sott? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Luxembourg? No. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Feller? Yes. Motion carries four to one. Great, thank you. Thank you, Doctor. 
Okay, so that concludes our public hearing items. I want to thank everybody um, for all their hard work. There's been quite a, quite a lot of uh, long evenings. Um, and just to remind the public that uh, this commission is on recess for the month of August. We will reconvene in September on September 7th, Wednesday, September 7th. So uh, enjoy the rest of your summer and uh, we'll see you in September. Thank you. I motion to adjourn. Second. Second. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.